vigilante ways here on the fourth episode of Culture Crime Fighters with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Fireball Productions. Hello. This is Culture Crime Fighters. We are a cultural crimes task force so powerful, so far-reaching, not even the most dastardly of villains can escape. Our goal is to identify and defeat all culture criminals wherever they lurk and destroy them. For too long have these Cretans carried out their nefarious deeds, and we will sit for it no longer. Beware. You may commit your culture crimes, but if you do, justice will be served at the hands of the culture crime fighters. I love that. I love that. I love that. What up? Hey, hey, hey. We have some culture criminals. We have a, a culture supervillain to talk about. Supervillain who will never be defeated, it looks like. Amongst uh, a lot of stuff, but uh, how you doing, Matt? Uh, how's everything going? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Had a pretty productive week. Uh, started that solo show on Monday that you were in on, and uh, that was yeah. fun. You know, it was cool. Uh, yeah, cool just while. trying to stay busy, stay relevant, trying to keep my head above about me as I like read the craziness that's on Twitter. I mean, and uh, you know, out there in the world. Uh, yeah. You know, how you doing? I'm doing, man. I'm doing. I'm doing. I haven't been, I, you know, I don't really do the Twitter. Like, I have a Twitter, but I don't do the Twitter. But I, you still see everything, you know, when you start seeing people making videos. Because, I mean, YouTube is the only platform I use, like, religiously. Um, seriously. Yeah, well, Twitch. I, I use a lot of Twitch. But I mean, I literally YouTube. only go to that platform just to get, you know, if any kind of story broke or any kind of information for these streams. Other than that, I, I can't be, I can't be arsed as the Brits yeah. say. It doesn't, yeah. fuck that. Who needs that? It's, it's the most toxic, like hostile. And like Twitter is awful. Like the, the stories that they promote, it's so disgusting. It'll just be like an article from one of their cronies. And they're like, this is trending. It's like, no, it isn't. You, <laughs> you said this is, this is not a story. Oh, it's so gross. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's, what's so great about us being here is we get to, yeah. we get to say our own stuff. We get to combat the nonsense, you know? Yeah. We're, we're really citizen media. Uh, I did a pop-up show yesterday and somebody said, yeah, you know, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't know about a lot of stuff. And I, I never thought of it like that. Like, wow. I'm actually someone who like people are getting we we are people who, uh, people are getting news from us. Even you know what I mean? Because yeah. we're more reliable reporters than the mainstream uh sources. Speaking of people, we haven't forgot your people. Hell Lord Thoth. Uh Lord Hell, Robert. Hell Islington girl. Hello. With uh, a profile picture now. Now we get to I we get yeah, to yeah, yeah. look Islington upon girl. her heavenly visage. Yeah, she's 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 a love she's a lovely Islington girl. Lovely Islington girl. Uh, who's not so lovely is the horse face lady who's committed crimes against Star Wars, which we will definitely get into. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people are probably watching the Nooner. And that's one thing I, I thought about now with our, our time slot. Looks like Gary's going to be, we're going to always be at the tail end of Nooner. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Like Gary's Nooner is pretty sporadic. I mean, his time yeah. when he starts is sporadic. The day he does it is sporadic. So it's not, it's I not guaranteed. Know. No, but he's been so. hitting this past few weeks. Yeah, so I'll get, do it. Yeah, you never know. And then we can't just not compete against anyone. No, I mean, it's and look, Gary streams like eight days a week. So what are we, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> Very true. <laughs> he's always Very somewhere. True. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, all right. Well, do you want to talk some KK? Yeah, might as well. Might as well. Um, you know, I, I I don't have anything up, and I know Gary played parts of the actual call. I, I actually I hadn't heard it. I just saw it off bound. I can put re pull up the article, but basically, long and short, Kathleen Candy will never die. She will <laughs> never, ever, ever not. You know, metaphorically, obviously, metaphorically, but she will never ever be. Uh, a place she will never go anywhere. And this is what I expected. This is what I've been expecting. So many people were her contracts up and this. I'm like, she's not going anywhere. Um, when I saw what happened with this goes back a year or so, but um when I saw what happened with uh I call her Leslie Headpiece, but uh, <laughs> Leslie Headland, she was an assistant of a certain exec in Hollywood that you know, use the casting couch a, a little bit nefarious ways. And she was able to go around Disney to get her show promoted. She promoted her show before Disney announced it. And not only she, which is, uh, you know, breaking protocol, Clownfish did a lot of reporting at the time on that. So shout out to them. Um, but not only that, she ended up getting her show, you know, produced by doing it. She basically went to the press on her own, said she had a show and then it, it made it happen. And people don't usually People aren't usually able to do that. Um, I think Disney. it's so also, I think that's so also that I a collaboration else. with Kathleen Kennedy. I don't think that's just her. I think that, that that's was, what I meant. Yeah. Okay. That was a symbol of when I saw her do that, mm -hmm. that meant, okay, there's a different rule set for the Kathleen Kennedy crew. And there's something different about how yep. they move. They can do things differently. You know what I mean? Cause even for Kathleen Kennedy to just go around Disney's thing, like she, like it wouldn't surprise me if Kathleen Kennedy, because her her power is in the media, her power is out everybody else, all these shell sites. That's who the people will cut for. Her. So she was able to go around them to get her stuff made, regardless of whether Disney wanted to or not. I agree with that, but I also think there is it was a power move on, on her part. I think it was something that she did behind the scenes to wrestle power away from Favreau. Filoni and Bob Iger. I think like she, yeah. you know, like if she puts that out in the world, then they have to follow up on it. And she knows that the climate, the way it is, they can't just not go ahead when they make something with, you know, what's considered minority content, which now <laughs> white women are somehow a minority. I'll never yeah, understand this. Cause there's more, there's more white women than white men, right? There's more women than men, right? I Probably mean, like even if they're movie. exactly the same, it's not a fucking minority. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, ridiculous. my point is, I think they're actually the majority. Yeah, I think you're right. No, I I do. I agree. But I'm saying <laughs> so even if, they're not a minority, but the so majority. she knows but, the leverage, the, the way the, the the society is right now, that if they, they can't cancel like a show like that now, because it'll be, oh, Bob Iger, sexist, canceling lady shows, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, so that was I think that was a total power move by her part. Yeah, uh, isn't Tinky Girls right? Her crew doesn't move as much as Slither. And yeah, 51% <laughs> of uh, population are female. But yeah, yeah, I, I, when I saw that she could make moves like that, um, I was like, okay. Oh, thanks, Rajesh. Such a helpful mind. Hey. Appreciate that. Yeah, feel free to tip. Feel free to tip. And let I me know can. if you tip because I, I, I don't uh, don't have the alert thing. When I saw she can make moves like that, I'm like, you know what? I don't think they can just get rid of her ever. I don't think it they doesn't... can. And I think this is something I, I addressed this on Monday with, uh, I think it was a response to something Rajesh said, actually. But it was, um, you know, even if she's gone, like the SJWs are 
bet in like ticks in LA in Hollywood. Like, yeah, they're not going anywhere. Like they opened the door. That was the criteria on which you had to get hired. That was who all the friends are. That's the social circle. So it's like, if she doesn't go, it's like, if she, I mean, if she does go, whoever will replace them will just be another carbon copy or will at least have the same values and could be very similar. And I just think it's not, it's not just one figurehead. It's, it's a, it's a whole culture that exists in this town. That's very, very true. Um, you would have to literally like scorch the earth. Yeah. You'd have to replace everyone because you're, yeah. you're absolutely right. That, um, I mean, the investor call, which, uh, you know, let me pull something up that said that basically there was an investor who asked specifically about this. Uh, he asked, uh, if, just to paraphrase, could you, is there any talk about uh, letting Kathleen Candy go or having her step down? Um, and actually, let me, yep, I got it pulled up. Let's go ahead and pull it up on the old Google machine. Uh, share the old screen. And here we go. So, George from San Antonio. Shout out to George from San Antonio. Shout out to Texas, where it's the, the only land of the free and the land of the free. So, he asked Chaput, point blank, are you guys looking at firing Kathleen Kennedy or asking her to resign and promote someone like Filoni or Favreau or both to the co-counsel? And, and this Chaput, guy's an investor? He's an investor? An investor. He is an investor. These are people on the investor's call. And I will get into the other controversial part in a minute. We'll just talk about old uh, KK for now. Um, so Chapek responds. And by the way, this Chapek, Chapek and Iger are kind of like Chapek is right now the CEO, but he's only just gotten that job. And Iger was still doing things as of like today because he's, you know, mm -hmm. they're, they're both still, but he's the figurehead. He's the current figurehead. So Chapek responded. Uh, we've been absolutely thrilled that we can have the type of kind of creative talent in our company. Listen to this. The likes of Kathleen or Kathy Kennedy, as he called her, Ugh. running Lucas. To call her creative talent and then call her Kathy. What the fuck? Uh, we look forward to having uh, Kathy directing the activities of the entire Lucasfilm Ooh. organization for many years to come. Point blank, period. She will direct the uh, operation or activities for the organization for many years to come. She's not going anywhere, ever. I mean, you know... Look, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like, they're not going to say, yeah, we're firing that bitch. Are you kidding me? She's awful. She's loses money. We don't like her. The fans hate her. Yeah, we're getting rid of her. Like, they would never say that, ever, especially if it's going to be something that could go public like that. They'll say, no, we love her, and she'll be here for years, and then next month they'll fire her. Like, this is corporate. This is Hollywood. That is not, they do not, they're not transparent. You know, it's not. that's not how they act. So as you're saying this, there happens to be an ad for football. It's like IBM or something, football. And I'm thinking that that's a football response to it. It's a sports response. 100%. Vote of confidence. PR response, 100%. And then you get fired next week. Yeah. And that's best case scenario. And that does indeed happen. You're absolutely right. Because you, you, when you get point blank, that, that that hot take question, you're like, oh, well, I can't just fuck up everything because she, she's not fired. And these responses affect stock prices. So it's not this guy just can't come out and say something controversial. Like this is all money. This is this is a you know, you're talking about moving a an aircraft carrier. There's a lot of yeah, a true. lot of moving parts. So it's like 
if he said something like, yeah, we're going to get rid of uh, Kathleen Kennedy, you know, that, that could move stock prices. It might not, it might be, you know, in a year or so, like he, he can't say anything other than what he said. Man, you know what? He There's a way to answer that question. He can just talk about, you know, the Mandalorian was successful, uh, you know, he he could just bring up the success and not bring up her future at all, and just kind of dodge the. He dodges. He sort of lies. Hundred percent. He like, lies right there. We've been he, absolutely thrilled. What are you thrilled about that she lost you billions of dollars? Yay! <laughs> what? But I mean, the the years to come. Like he he doesn't have to address the future directly either way, to me. But maybe that, like you said, will affect the stock price because people were reading into that. But I mean. I'm just trying to imagine a response that he could give that would be something like, you know, we'll see or uh, like, you know, what else can he say? Like you have like they have to act as if all the decisions they make are the right, powerful decisions. They can't show cracks in the armor. So every decision they make is the wisest, smartest, best decision they've ever made. So they have to they have to go through with that. Like the the line, the company line. It's very true, but like, I don't know, man. I still don't feel. I still feel like she's not going anywhere. Is the like, like I do agree with you. Like, they're not just going to say yes. Yeah, they were going to get rid of her, and but I, I don't know that the years to come. Still, I, I, I get it, but just seeing that we look forward to her directing activities for years to come. It's just like seeing that and hearing it's just like. I just don't feel like she's going to get fired. Like ultimately, that's that's what it is. I there's still this thing I out just, there about know, her contract being up. Is that is that okay? Is it such a bad thing that she doesn't get fired? And I'm not saying this in defense of her. I'm yeah. saying if she stays there, you know, it might continue to alienate fans. It may continue to to polarize, you know, even normies against them and her. And could effectively rest, like, kill mm. the brand, or at least you know, uh, effectively kill the brand to the point where they have no choice but to shift in a more reasonable direction. You know, if they did switch over and gave uh, Lucasfilm to Filoni or or Favreau or something like that, then that would give us hope. But then that could be bad too because if we get hope again, then we might come back and then get more woke bullshit, and this just gets dragged out for another decade. That's an interesting take, and it's not one I, I consider as I listen to it. I mean, there's a lot to that, as I, I, a lot I agree, because um, and then my point is I'm I'm so done with Disney right now anyway. I like I don't even I'm not gonna say I don't care. I do care, right? Like of course we still care. That's why we still that's why we talk about this shit because we still care, even if we don't want to. We hate the company. We care. I care. Yeah, of course we care. Why but, are we talking about it? Yeah. But man, there's a part of me that just I just want to boycott this. I just want to I want to I want to get through this breakup. I want to just delete the number, go move on, go to the bar. You know what I mean? Just just move on from from Disney, not just Star yeah. Wars, but the whole Disney brand. Because I on for a myriad of reasons, it's not just the wokeness. It's the this isn't good anymore, and you're not making good material and you have all of these franchises and you're just ruining them. And I don't want to see it anymore. 
Yeah, and I just so, I think they need to lose a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm kind of like with the you. example I gave uh, you know, on Monday. It was just the way the studio system was so destroyed in the 60s because they didn't know how to make movies anymore. They had lost complete touch with their audience. They all like these studios were close to going bankrupt and losing money. That's where we need to get Hollywood back to because they need to respect their fan base again. They need to respect the consumer at some point. And I only think the way that you can do that is that we just walk away entirely. And we're just like, yeah, whatever. Okay, cool. Flashy, shiny bells, whatever. I don't give a fuck. And they just lose touch of it. They really like truly you go woke, you get broke. Like, yeah, I think you're right. And I'm like that with a lot of things. Just let them destroy. I've said that in the past. You know, they got this damn rock. Let, you know, let them, let it get worse. Worse and worse until the point where it's, it's gone. Yeah. The only thing, and this is the thing I wrestle with, is the franchise being dead afterwards. Like, there's nothing else to say. Like, Star Wars is, like, it cannot be, like, they, it gets to the point where Star Wars is just completely dead. Like, Me even to the point where you can't even watch the movies anymore. Oh, well, that's never going to happen. They can't do that. Like they, they cannot take a new hope from me. They cannot take Empire or Jedi. They can't. There's no way they can affect that. Like they cannot. Those movies existed well before this monster made any creative decisions. Well, well before wokeness was so mainstream, it dominated all content. There's no like they can't take that from me. That's impossible. So it's like. You know, even even the way they decimated Luke. So it, the only the only thing they can do now is just destroy any future of the brand or make it so risky to make any stuff that they just stop. And then eventually the property goes down in value and someone with some integrity buys it and it can, you know, new new content can come out of it. But I'm not holding my breath. I mean, when the best thing we have is the Mandalorian. That doesn't give me yeah. a lot of optimism for the future. That's true. And I just want to highlight this comment. The Islington girl says, and I've said this a bunch, she's got the goods. I don't know what. Polaroids, middle of folders, USB drive, something, hashtag blackmail. Wouldn't shock me in the slightest. I think there's been a lot of leverage of the Me Too era in Hollywood where they're like, well, we could go public with this, or you could yeah. shut up and let me have control. And it, uh, I guess they will try to avoid, uh, any, uh, avoid letting anything of that sort get out. Yeah, they will. Until they have uh, Hey, Manilo. Ribera, which I hey, think uh, you're new. Manolo. I think I saw Manolo, Manolo commenting on one of my videos today, and uh, he showed up. What's up, Manolo? Hi. Hey, Manolo Rivera. Uh, Matt, depends on how to define value. Uh, profit v. social points, which is social points, this system. Uh, social credit system's already here, folks. Uh, Fenrir the Ice Wolf. Hello, little gentleman. Hey, Phil. what up, Fenrir? And isn't it girl says they will never take the OT from me. And never. I honestly I don't think they will for me, but I, I know they will. They'll probably buy it for future generations because no one's going to even care to see it. I don't know about that. I mean, maybe I don't know. It's it's they, kind of, but that's on us, right? I mean, that's on us to educate the next generation. You know, we 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 have yeah. to. You got to do that anyway. You know what I mean? You got to show the kids big and and you know like the good movies from from the past. It's like that's that's kind of on on every generation, really. I mean, that's why I even know Star Wars is because my dad sat me down and showed me the original trilogy. You know, very true. When I was a very kid. True. So. Um, and even Iron Catch says, I can hear about them making insane decisions, but they will never ruin it for me uh, if I don't see their work. And that's nothing. I haven't actually seen the uh, second and third of the tragedy, Disney tragedy. And I will never see those films. I'm just no, not going to. No, I will not do it to myself. Not for that purpose, for the purpose of because I, I can see. 
that listen, I I can understand if you saw those films and it and it did affect you because you still saw Luke drink the drink the milk. Like I saw the little gifts of it, but I didn't see it in context of film. And yeah, isn't some girl. I, I genuinely said she has too much dirt. She knows where bodies are buried. I've said that a million times. And I, I definitely think Hedlund know if whatever bodies that Kathleen doesn't know from the 80s and back in the day, uh Hedlund knows from the recent era. So they they they've both been in Hollywood for a long time. They know a lot of stuff about a lot of people. Hell Stone Cold Jeremy. Yo, being here. And how's it going? It's going good. I hope you're doing good. <laughs> With a Steve Weiser in the uh, yeah. <laughs> in the chat, love it. Yeah. Uh, if we ignore their stuff, they cannot ruin our franchise. Look, they rebooted the Powerpuff Girls and race swapped and hired the anti-white racist. Is that what they did too? I know they're rebooting the Powerpuff Girls, and yeah, I'm not watching that either. Fenwer, I, I, I joked about it when it was announced last year, and had because they um. Some cartoon animation domination did a and maybe they knew before everyone else did. They did like a joke reboot of Powerpuff Girls where it was like uh Powerpuff Girls, like based off the girls show, the HBO show. So they were all like <laughs> <Funny>. <laughs> they were all grown and in New York and like narcissistic and annoying narcissistic thoughts and didn't really want to be superheroes. That's just, funny. That's a good joke. But that looks like what this show is gonna be. Also, white people well, bad. Here's what I'm going to say about that. Like, I really think the safe money is that everything they make is going to suck. That yes. we should almost collectively walk away until something really demands that we go back. You know, like, I mean, I, it's hard for me to say that as a, as a YouTube creator, because, I mean, it, it's definitely worth everyone's time for people like, you know, Doomcock or Gary or Mahler to go watch garbage and then report back and let us know that it's garbage. Like saving us from watching The Last Jedi or, or not The Last, whatever the fuck it is, whatever those stupid <laughs> movies are. The Ass uh, Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I just think like as a fan, it's wise to just walk away entirely, assume nothing will be good and go find other ways to entertain yourself because I don't think, I don't see this changing. Like you see, like they're, they're, they're doubling down now. Like even though it's proven that their model loses money, even though it's proven that the fans don't like it, it's like they just continue to make it and make it more and more woke and double down on the identity politics and this, that, and the other. So they're not going to learn uh, until like we don't even hear them anymore. I agree. I mean, I've said, and you know, Islington Girl went to conspiracy theories. Speaking of Islington Girl, cheers to you. She sent the dollar super chat uh, via Streamlabs, but you can as well if you, there you if go. You so cheers, Islington Girl. girl. Uh, but she has her theories about Kathleen Kennedy, as do I. And I have my theories about how, why they're able to double and triple down, not just them, but a lot of these uh, studios, I believe, are being shadow funded. Not you know, and I think um, I think the same country that they filmed uh, Mulan in may have a little bit to do with uh, the funding. Just a just a thought. Uh, look, uh, I don't really think it's that far off base, and I don't want to get too crazy in the woo woo. But yeah, what's my channel? Feel free. Wow, <laughs> I can't, if you get canceled, then then I by proxy can uh, get canceled. Yeah. Uh, okay. no, but um, but I was thinking about that because like, remember like in the forties. 
when there was like the McCarthyism hearings and all that stuff, and they're yeah. like communists are invading Hollywood, and everyone's like, ah, oh, that's hilarious. And then you find out later that that that's actually part of like the plot to destabilize like a Western nation is to go in, in their culture. And now you see like all the all of their entertainment, all their propaganda like, hits like the kind of socialist check boxes. You know what I mean? As, I mean, if, if you consider yeah. identity politics, socialism, which I do, uh, I it's do. like, I do yeah, it doesn't seem that far fetched that that actually was the plan and it's paying off like that. This is the idea is to destabilize this democracy uh, in service of some nefarious goal. I mean, it doesn't seem that wild to me at all. No, it doesn't. Um, and that's especially with I mean, just some of the things they've done in that country, China, as a former president would uh, refer to it as the fact that they've uh, said what they said about uh, they said what they said about the LGBTQ community uh, considering a mental illness. They're trying, you know, it's like, okay, they're they're allowed to do all this stuff, but we have to be lectured by these same people. Whenever a foreign nation does that, that's just their culture. Like it's okay Okay. to have women wearing their culture. That's right. It's okay. That's just their culture. Our culture is always horrible, patriarchal and oppressive, despite the fact that it's like statistically the freest in the world. But it's like when a, you know, a middle Eastern culture, like, you know, stones gay people to death. That's their culture. Like, mm, we're not going to touch that. That's their culture. It's, uh, it's utter hypocrisy. It's, it's self-righteousness, but that's why I think, that's why it makes sense that it comes from this idea to crack up this 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 democracy and could divide and conquer and create these rifts in society so that's easier to take over and destroy. Because why else would this be so constant? You know, it's like you'd think, right? There's how many millions of Americans who are in the red, you know, like a red state. Yeah. Like you'd think just from a purely economical standpoint, you would there'd be one studio in this town. That would be like, no, fuck it, man. We're making Trump content. That's what we're doing. Yeah. It's like Republican buy shoes too. What happened to that? Yeah, like there's just there's just a huge gap in the market, and they're just they don't do that. And it's like, why would that not be a thing? It's because it's so it's so unpopular here to be anything different than the like the cult that they they won't even take the millions of dollars they can potentially be making from that. That's suspicious. Yeah, I don't think we're crazy in the woo-woo culture, even though that's what uh, Fireball said. Shout out to culture, and I see a lot of people starting to culture sneak in here. I appreciate it. Hello, sir. Good to see Hello. you, my friend. And Ogre Squash, a shout out to you. Greetings for the grave. I hope you're not dead. I hope you're not. Uh, Fimmer no. says he will never do woke and diversity in, in my story. I'll never do woke and diversity in my stories. I put story, cool fight scenes, visuals, hot women. Okay, cool. Nice. Above all in my stories. Uh, Fireball knows I'm talking about YouTube visual anyway. So yes, Fimmer is a writer. Uh, so that's the, that's why I want to support his career so we can have those stories because we're gonna yep. have to make those stories. I, um, yep. Speaking of which, Mr. H reviews, who I, I, he has movies coming out and he's a YouTuber and he has a couple movies coming out. And I actually super chat him saying he's the future of media. He did a fuck, he, he has two short films and on each short film, because he's selling the Blu ray for him, he's gonna actually premiere the, I think, movies online. But for each short film, he has like an hour documentary. The documentary behind the scenes is longer than the films themselves, but he put that much extra work into trying to create uh, a, create something for the fans. He said, you know, we don't even get special features anymore. I'm like, you're right. We really don't. So I'm like, I, I just mean, thought that's, a, you know, that yeah. thought and no, you know, that type of stuff is what's going to be what has to happen because I don't think we're going to get anything out of Hollywood. I agree. And he's got 270,000 subs. That's a big ass yeah. platform. 
It is. That's a big platform to launch a short film on. You know what I yeah. mean? If, if his fans show up and they watch it and it can, it could go places, then <clears throat> people will, you know, who knows? Maybe it can make an impact. Maybe it can make waves. Maybe he can sell it to the daily wire. Maybe more, uh, uh, like independent distribution houses or independent production houses will come up once they see a model like, like these that are productive and make money. I mean, the comedy yeah. industry has dramatically changed. A lot of comics started putting their specials out on YouTube and yeah. they're getting millions of views and it's changing the dynamic. It's, you know, Schultz, Andrew Schultz left like the industry, just started doing whatever he wanted, putting it out on Instagram, talked all kinds of shit about Netflix. And then Netflix ends up buying a special from him. Wow. Yeah. There's ways, there's ways to, to create and contradict the system. So I think, you know, I think we support that stuff. That's the type of stuff we look for. You know, we try to, we promote it when we can, we watch it when we can, you know, instead of saying we're going to do it and then putting on the dark night again, we actually spend the time watching <laughs> the thing. And you know, like the best, the best advertising is word of mouth. 100%. So if we like yeah. it, and I, I mean, we as in all of us, you know, that that's the, that's the way to get stuff like this to spread. Yeah. You know what I've been wanting to do and I need to set time. I want to like, start like, finding trying to find movies you had to you know the matt recommendy uh like yeah. finding movies that people don't know like you you had the, the repo man you guys uh you and paulie did yeah and getting people to watch these movies you know what i mean and that's that's going to be a huge part of that of you know finding the other you know finding the new pop culture because it's not going to come from the old channels anymore that's just obvious yeah, I'm I'm retooling that Matt Recommendy show. I'm like, because the long conversation is interesting to me and maybe the other person, but it doesn't make sense to rec to do a long form recommendation if you haven't seen the movie. Then you're like, well, yeah. I, I what I imagine is that someone's like, well, I can't. I'm just gonna have the whole thing spoiled for me, so that it's not really a recommendation, is it? So it's like I'm trying to figure out maybe like little bite sized content, maybe like five maybe to eight minute videos about the movie just to get like a like a a friend pitching it yeah, to you. I don't know. Yeah. I'm working okay. on that. You okay. Know. Man, we got Real a bunch quick. of people in the chat here. Uh, tons of people in the chat. I, I, there's no way I can get to everyone's comments. Uh, but I, I did want to go back to this one. Fenris says, the Cold War never ended. Gentlemen only went underground. Um, and then Mark D with the sea hail. I uh, love the pirate. Uh, a lot of people are probably living a pirate life nowadays with what these uh, companies are doing. But when the KGB files were released after the fall Soviet Union, many ties to Hollywood and front groups were, were revealed. Yeah. yeah. It's not surprising. Yeah, yeah. It's not even slightly. It makes perfect sense. And it, and and I just know in the culture out here how cult-like it is and how much you need to convert in order to get any kind yeah, of work, to even hang out in the communities to get close to work. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, hell Friday Night Tyson the crew, the spear of the realness v wokeness. Here, and here. Hell Eric K, uh, wrench king, king of all wrenches. And apparently, he is going to be working with Gary, according to the Nooner. Uh, so that's really cool. What does that mean? Officially working. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I, he said he was talking about neurotic daily. Maybe Eric, I don't know, not oh. sure what Eric K can actually disclose in the chat, but he was talking about how him and um Perry Chan are partners in that on that channel. And the Air K is gonna be bought on board for stuff. I was I I, I was you know doing other things, so I, I don't really remember what Air K is gonna be doing. Cool. But Air K does so much. 
He's the king of all wrenches. He, he, he is. As long as he does Air K stuff, I'm sure it'll be good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good to hear, Eric. Okay. Speaking okay. of uh, my yeah, kings, thought, yeah, I just know the red shirt. He's taking Miss Red Shirt out to dinner, so enjoy dinner. Hey, enjoy dinner. I didn't know there was a Mrs. Red Shirt. Yeah, that's right. There's, I know. I saw Lord Thoth is here. I know there's a. Oh, I know there's yeah. a Mrs. Thoth. Yeah, hell, Lord Thoth. <laughs> hell, Lord Thoth. Uh, hell, Lord Thoth. Hell, Lord Thoth. Somebody new, brightest day. Hell, brightest day. Brightest day was hanging out with me on the MFR. Okay, I saw that. Yeah, he. And it, oh, that was my water bottle. <laughs> uh, isn't the girl? Yes, the results are in. Everyone loves the movie Heat. If you have not seen Heat from 1995, go see that movie. It's so freaking good. It is so good. Did that come up in the nooner? Yeah, it came up in the nooner. He, That's he wild. It is wild because weren't we just talking about that? Yeah, Monday we were talking about that in LA Confidential. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think I, yeah, because we were talking about good movies and I tossed that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Ah, but um, he's a really good movie. It's a really, really good movie. I love he. It's a long one, but it's good. It is, but it's a good long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they it's, just they used to make great movies, like they really did, like. It's amazing when you see one of those movies, just how devoid of a political lens it is. You know, it's like Hollywood always kind of like jerking themselves off. Like if you go back and even watch a movie like Field of Dreams, like he's like an old like hippie. Like he's obviously a liberal Democrat. He could never possibly be anything else. But like it's so not a bit. It's just in the story. Whatever. It's always been there. But it's not the movie doesn't have that lens. Like it's not like everything needs to be like propaganda and like fit these these quotas and check boxes like it's they're just movies and it, it's so refreshing to watch them like it's so beautiful and you're like oh my god god they used to make good movies yeah they used to care um and they they don't but we will i want to get into a filmmaker a little bit later on about a filmmaker who seems to care at least by what i've seen because I, I we talk about wanting to do you know highlight the positive We've talked, uh, and me and Fireball personally talked about wanting to do a segment. I want to highlight the culture heroes when we can find them. So I, I do want to talk about the Mortal Kombat director in a little bit. Maybe just segue into that. Let's do it. As a matter of fact. So, because uh, I was I was watching the breakdown of the trailer for the Mortal Kombat um, trailer, and he was talking about how he had 20 different prototypes for Kung Lao's hat. And I'm like, that's the attention of detail and the work that you want to hear, mm-hmm. right? You want to hear that these people care. He was talking just, he, he was breaking down every little scene that he could and just talking with so much detail, care, and interest about yeah. what he was making. And we took that for granted for generations. Yes. We do not get that now. And it's, it was one of the things that really ingratiated me to the Lord of the Rings trilogy was that attention to detail. Now, like I had seen the films and I really enjoyed them, but I was dating a girl about 10 years ago who loved them. And she really, and she got me into them like, no, 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 you have to, these are amazing. And I was like, all right, I mean, I saw them. I guess they were good. And then I watched all the documentaries alongside it. When like, you see how much attention to detail went into creating each culture and each, all the weapons had their own style and the, and the, 
the uh, architecture and the clothing. And it was, I mean, it was like they created a whole other world and you're just like, wow, man, like these people made another world, the, the, the attention to details on another level. And you know, that that's, that's the type of stuff that that's like, yo, I'm in. Yeah. And I, I think a, a lot of people who probably like I when I coming in this year I had no interest in Mortal Kombat. I, I know the games, and I would uh, just pull it up on screen real quick. Um, some of the stuff he said in the interview. I know the games, and I've played them, and I've seen some of the little story bits from uh, the newer games because they had these little cool intros. But I wasn't interested in this. But I saw the trailer, and I read this interview, and I see the videos. I'm saying, you know what? This is what we need about Hollywood. We need, or just movies about film about the art this is an art and people do appreciate the art and you know there is an art to a violent um you know uh action movie and this guy cares about story <laughs> in, a, in a movie that's gonna have 16 to 13 what is 13 to 16 fights um he cares about the damn story and he talks about the you know he, he is just why can't all movies have this attention to detail i, I was reading this thinking like He's not saying anything revolutionary. He's just saying basic stuff. And oh, real quick, I wanted to thank Ogre Squasher, who uh, gave me a $10 donation. Thank you, Ogre oh, Squasher. You've been far nice. too fucking kind. And I appreciate it. Very. Did he say anything with his 10? Uh, hold on. I got to do this thing because I don't want to. I, I have the donation for a different screen. No, he didn't say anything. Just donated. Just, oh. just being a cool guy. What a prince. What a prince. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. You've. Ogre Squasher has donated a lot, and I really, 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 really appreciate it. You, you guys, and you guys, uh, you don't have to do anything. I appreciate that you do. Keep the lights on in the vigilante cave. Um, so I, I think I've covered, I think we may have even been last week, how he didn't really know about the um, lore. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did cover that. He didn't know about the either, lore. That might have been on the cocktail lounge. Maybe it was the cocktail lounge. Okay, so I'll just reset it real quick here. Uh, his personal history. So he played it when it was younger. Uh, played it when it was younger when it first came out. Wouldn't have called myself a rabbit fan for it, but I feel like I've gone back to Mortal Kombat University in the developmental process. I surround myself with a shitload of people who know uh, know more about it than me. There's a lot to know. Like, just that. The fact that he cares. How many of these fucking properties screw the wokeness? They don't even know what the hell these characters are. That's why mm -hmm. they're so quick to change so many attributes. They're just like, oh, here's a franchise, so let's just make them black or gay, and then we're like done. And that's it. That's all they know. They don't think about, hey, let's make sure Kung Lao's hat looks right. Let's go through 20 different fucking prototypes for this one article. I mean, it's an iconic thing because his hat, you know, cuts people, but still, just to go through that much detail for for one character in this movie because there's tons of characters. Well, and contrast that. Contrast that with what Gary was talking about on the Nooner with that woman Jack, such and so, the creator of Wandavision, where mm -hmm. she says like, uh, "Yeah, I wasn't really a big comic book fan coming in, but I just saw so many opportunities to tell stories about minority characters and women characters and." <laughs> changing perspectives and this and that's how she sees it like that's how she walks into this you know she sees it like oh this is an opportunity for my politics and my platform i and can you now know what start sorry go ahead. go ahead no, I, no. i'm i'm cutting you off go ahead 
No, no, it's good. It's, it's just that like that's that's how she views it. Like this is just another vehicle. This guy's like, I don't know about this. Let me learn about it to create the best story. She's like, I don't know about this. Who cares? I can tell whatever fucking story I want. She went so far as to say that she doesn't even know how to read a comic book. She doesn't know what cell Stop. to look at when she's reading is what she said. Wow. That's bad. That's bad. And you know something? Someone that added to it, it's no uh, wonder they would see nothing wrong with kidnapping a bunch of people in a town and um, high, making sure that all the kids are hidden and not caring about anyone's families as long as br people are brainwashed and the main character's happy, nothing matters. Like, literally nothing matters, because that's what happened in the show. Uh, spoilers for WandaVision, if you haven't heard. But yeah, uh, Wanda was able to kidnap all those characters and then she was just let go because girl power. And so you 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 say, oh, okay, I get it, because you don't really care about other people. You're a sociopath. Uh, you only care about gratifying what you think. It, you, know, you don't really care about whatever group you know you, you use. You just said the word, the operative word in that whole spiel was opportunity. You saw an opportunity for you to grift, and you uh, lashed onto it with WandaVision, and it's a shame. It's a real shame. That's all this is. That's why it all looks like that. That's why everything, with the exception of this Mortal Kombat, uh, that's why the Star Wars looks like that. That's why the MCU looks like that. That's why the Witcher is going to look like that because they don't have any passion for this type of shit. All they see is an opportunity to, as a megaphone. It's a, it's a megaphone for their cult. And that's it. That's as far, that's as much as they care about it. They'll use superficial things like lightsabers and mat and superpowers. But at the end of the day, the core of the story is to indoctrinate you further. That's the point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is why I'm glad I don't see any woke politics coming with Mortal Kombat. I actually do know that the Jax actor said something woke on Twitter, but who cares? And yeah, yeah I, I mean, see people talking about Macaulay Culkin. Take it from me. Fucking actors are stupid. <laughs> yeah, they are. And yeah, Macaulay Culkin looks very creepy in this American Horror Story on the side. I see uh, isn't some girl talking about that. Yeah. Can we get... I want to look at that story after we're done with the Mortal Kombat thing, if that's possible. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, he's talking about the music. Uh, but I, in the interview wasn't as much detail. This I, actually, you know, let me play a bit of the video real quick. Or uh, yeah, let me play a bit of the video and then I'll get into that. Because cool. the video just kind of has like, just the like I said, the you can just feel that this is a labored over thing. You can just feel that conversations about how certain shots would um, inform the story were talked about. And that seems basic, but that's not always talked about. <laughs> they just talk, you know, like you say, it's a, it's a, it's a foghorn. It's a platform for politics. It's not, uh, okay, how do we make this better? How do we make something that people are going to connect to? How do we be honest to what the fans expect? Like, that's not the conversations that, that they have anymore. But this mm -hmm. guy is willing to have them. And that's why I'm like, hey, uh, Simon McCoy, sorry for butchering your name. <laughs> director of Mortal Kombat, you are a hero to pop culture. You're someone who's trying to preserve pop culture. Bipolar and it's appreciated. First off, did you guys hear bipolar depression from this ad? I did, yeah. Okay, alright, let's uh, get this going and then I will share the screen. Interesting point there, Manolo. We're, we're going to get to that at some point. The Snyder Cut stuff. I know, welcome to Snyder Cut. We're going to get there. That's the hate. Maybe. Man. 
100 percent. also it's a fan movement they hate that shit they look at us as scum we're under them they're the elites it's a hunger games man it's like they're the ones up in like the fucking palace and we're all just the rabble underneath and the fact that the rabble could make anything move could move the needle disgust them well the thing is somebody at fucking uh warner thought it was good enough to green light and put a lot of money i think i've heard different um estimates to how much the reshoots and re-editing and re-cg costs but between 50 and 80 million just to toss out a movie that was already built to re you know fill in the gas that's still a lot of money because the, the, i think warner brothers is one of the few places that realizes they actually have to start making money uh, they can't just yeah. preach at their audience not get anything back on it and then just continue to do it very true uh, this movie uh mortal Kombat, i think is a warner brothers movie Sounds about um, right to me. So, yeah, you know, I'll just go to the beginning. And I don't know if we're going to watch the whole thing because it's 13 minutes. But just Hello a few everyone. Little this stops. is Simon McCoy, director of Mortal McCoy. Kombat. Okay. I'm going to step McCoy. you through the trailer, give you some tidbits and uh -huh. what we did. Every time I see it, it's so cool. Seven years ago, on a mission in Brazil to capture a wanted fugitive. So, this shot here was a very important shot to me. This One of the same. things that you'll see in the film is that each of the characters get revealed and introduced into the story in a very specific way. So the way I brought these very revered and well-known characters into this is was really important to me. And it was all about that, the respect of the characters and the material. So this shot here is about seeing Sub-Zero in in a way that is sort of sudden and scary to um that's appropriate for his you know he's the sort of villain version of sub-zero he's the sort of classic sort of bihan inspired version of sub-zero here so this shot here and this scene is really about kind of experiencing him for the first time as Jax does as well when we got there it tore through our unit in seconds so i know in in a few different iterations of um, Mortal Kombat, you know, Ermac has taken Jax's arms in the past, um, but they also, it's been slightly different He's across the board. explaining why he changed something. In a few different iterations. He so cares enough to explain, this, hey, I don't change something. We needed to but this yeah. is why. drive a few certain characters and narratives. And so we felt that we could, given it had been done a couple of different ways in the past, we felt we had a bit of license to do that again here. We really tried to be very truthful and true to the canon of Mortal Kombat where we can be, but every now and again we might deviate just in case slightly. You didn't hear what he, he um, said. Where we so felt that it was just in case uh, you had a stroke at okay the shock, the, the shock that that was delivered. True to the canon of Mortal Kombat where we can be, but every now and again, a few certain characters and narratives, and so we felt that we could, given it had been done a couple of different ways in the past, we felt we had a bit of license to do that again here. We've really tried to be very truthful and true to the canon of Mortal Kombat where we can be, but every now and again we might deviate slightly. Um, but where we felt again, that it was, his goal it was okay is to, to be so. truthful to the canon. We might deviate slightly. He explains. He said, "Hey, you know, I had to, I, I changed something. This is this is why I wanted to kind of connect the story a little bit better, and and that's why I changed it. But in general, I want to remain true to the canon. How hard is that?" Is that really that difficult? I mean, it is, you know, obviously with the detail they put in this movie to to flesh it out, but just to have that interest 
in the original canon of a property. Why is that so difficult for Hollywood to do? Yeah, because I, I I think it's because they don't care. I think it's it's just not interesting to them. I, I think it's just another job. I mean, I you know, when I've lived around here, it's like I would meet people who would make like trash TV and they weren't like they weren't like trash people. They just it was like going to work. It was yeah. you know, putting up sheds, making vacuum cleaners, uh, you know, cleaning lawns. It, it was just a job. They don't care that they're not passionate like that and if they were or are it's either like gotten flushed out of them or they they don't get to express it so it's like when they get the new wandavision job or, or the new mcu job the new star it's just a job they're not like oh my god my lifelong dreams have been fulfilled they're just like okay let's go to work on star wars and they'll watch the movie once or twice and be like okay like they don't care and they they, they you can't make them because they don't understand what that is all right, that that part is fair about it being a job, but even at a job, there's a certain amount of like, there should be somebody who cares. And what is the point of adapting a property if the, the canon doesn't matter? Because why are you even adapting a property? It, You're adapting it because there are people who want to see whatever the hell it is. So you have like, what is the point? Then. If you're going to have that much disinterest, why are you even doing this property? Like, what's the point? Because somebody money. has to care enough. Well, I get money, but like, how are you going to make money if you're the fans of the people you're selling it to are not going to like it because you don't care about them? Well, it's like you have to still make the shed to use the. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, we don't give a fuck about this shed, so we're just not even going to let it stay. It's like it's not even the shed is not even put together. Basically, you're just well, here's this. the thing is like the Hollywood model for a very long time used to just, I mean, it's still a terrible model, but from the short term, it makes sense. It used to be have the biggest opening weekend possible because that's how Hollywood, the Hollywood studios themselves would make the most money because that's the weekend where the margins at the, at the theater are most in Hollywood's favor. It's something like the, the studios that make the movies get like 90% of the income and the theaters get 10 and then every subsequent week it switches and you know gets closer and closer to 50 50 and then eventually becomes mostly the theaters so hollywood does not have a prerogative to make a lot of money long term they have a prerogative to make a lot of money opening weekend the most possible that's how they want to do it so they have a property which has a built-in audience which up until you know very recently guaranteed asses and seats you make a flashy trailer you make it look like it's going to be good you have a huge opening weekend job's done job's done mm, very true that's i guess that yeah and i guess if, once you built up hollywood 20 30 years on that yeah we happen to get some good movies too but uh yeah i guess that's, that's how you get this real quick ogre squasher who who was far far too kind had to fly hopefully he's still here to so uh so yeah, gotta fly everyone. Uh, great chat, safe travels. Hell, ogre squasher. And uh, this I also want to touch. Uh, Mark D with the C said someone posted a Twitter, uh, a Twitter post saying that if the Fantastic Four uh, being all white actors would bother people, which is insane. Ten years ago, no one would have asked that question. I agree. I agree. One hundred percent, like a relevant conversation now. And I, I was thinking from a cynical point of view that maybe that's why he has the leeway to be so authentic to the lore with this Mortal Kombat because of how like diverse and by diverse, it means non-white male. The, the character cast of characters is, I Maybe. think, you know, cause I was just reading like real quickly, this sci-fi wire article 
mm-hmm. and like it the first paragraph is just about asian characters western lens heavily criticized stereotypes and you're like oh okay so huh. it, the you can you can fight the woke off with it with a faithful adaptation to this because it's not it doesn't have any like real straight white males as the leads so yeah, it, like, it was always you know, Asian leads. And- yeah, you don't have to undo it. You know, it's not like Marvel where you have to undo it because of how horrible and toxic mm. it all is, you know? Well, hey, I guess they're just lucky that uh, they're still considering Asian Asian because, you know, sometimes Asians could be white, so who knows? Right, that's a good point. Yeah, like a big win yeah. for the Asians, you know, maintaining their, their cultural heritage and not being yeah. with, like white people. Yeah, because Asian itself should be, is one whole cultural heritage and not a bunch, right. but <laughs> like any other cultural heritage that they try to oversimplify. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, it, it's all just, they're all just pawns on a chessboard for them, you know? So they're just like Asians. They just like bring them in, you know? It's like <laughs> black people, Latin X. Like, it's all just, you know, it's it's all just, yeah. none of you are white, straight white males. So, you know, you're on our side. Yeah. Speaking of which, and this is the theory about, uh, I'm just not cool with no Johnny Cage. So I'm holding out hope. And I get it. I get why everyone's like, oh, boy, Johnny Cage is missing. Is it straight white maleism? Who knows? Could be. But I'm, I I think Johnny Cage will exist. I, my theory is they, they're they holding him back for sequels. And because there, there are other characters that are not here. It's just that Johnny Cage, he's such a beloved character for him to be missing. It's like, why is he in the first movie? But you know what? I'll play a little bit of the trailer. I, I, he The director will talk about why they went with Cole, this new character, as the lead. And oh, real quick, Islington Girl, we do not need another Fantastic Four movie. That's probably legit. Uh, make one yeah. about a minority character with a cool story. They, uh, I was like, I was about to say they did with Black Panther. They, they didn't even try. The story was not cool. Well, they will never do that because they, they only make minority characters. Like, I would love a very fun adaptation of the Static Shock cartoon as a, as a movie. But they would never, they're already going to make Static Shock a BLM uh, origin. And it's like, okay, so this loses all the fun. He, he, it's just. They do it with everything. They, they even tried to make like Patrice O'Neill like one yeah. of like, like a racial crusader. I'm like, that is wild. That's a wild take to put on that guy. Yeah. And maybe Johnny Cage would be in the post credit scene, hopefully. That'd be cool. Uh, I'll be down seeing him show up as a trainer for the new character, trying to work him in that way. I think we're going to see Johnny Cage in a movie in the background. Like, there's going to be an Easter egg or something like that. Huh. Hell, Jake D. Hey, what's going on, Jake D? Yeah. And there are lots to choose from, seems like. As far as chess pieces, yeah. But let me see. Yeah, let's go on to explain the character. Oh, kind of where there's been precedent, we, we tried to do that. The target has superhuman abilities. It had the same marking you do, Cole. So here we meet just Cole, Cole Young, the, the new character. And really, Cole's there, again, a bit like the precedent. We felt it was okay to bring in a new character, given that Mortal Kombat has, over the years, sort of introduced new characters quite a bit. It's not something, you know, it's not like it's ever just stuck to the same classic set. Obviously, we're using this, this the same classic set with the addition of Kung Lao in this one, who wasn't in the original movie. But we felt there was a bit of precedent there with introducing new characters. Can you pause for a second? And yeah, we yeah. just really needed to 
I don't buy that explanation. I don't like that explanation at all. That explanation? Uh, uh, that that just because they've introduced new characters in in the past, it's not like a taboo to do it now. But it, this is a reboot, so True. what are you talking about? Like, why? How does that relate? Like, there's like forty Mortal Kombat games. Like, there's three movies. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Like that that doesn't okay. make any sense to me. I'm not saying like it's bad uh, inherently, but it's a weird argument to make. Uh, and, and it's like why. I don't know the movie, but like, why couldn't you just make the Liu Kang or why couldn't you make it Johnny Cage? Like, why, why introduce someone brand new when this story is still pretty fresh to be told? That's true. That's true. Um, and I'm not sure if he says it here, if I read it somewhere, or but I, I do know that uh, the lot of thought was they, by having everything, like we're supposed to see things through his lens, this new character's lens. Mm -hmm. And so, like we'll see like a scorpion origin story we'll see what i mean that we'll see people's origin stories but like every character is kind of going to already be a semi in a form of semi establishment and he's just going to be meeting them in a form of semi establishment so i mean they could have just did what they did in the first one where luke kang was we met luke kang and he was the main character and we just followed yeah. his story but i think at least if and I don't know if he says it here, I, I'm mixing things up, but I think the idea is well, we're trying to show this entire world and this entire cast, and so we'll just create a character to be the audience. And I also think that he'll end up being an important character. Uh, some people think he is Johnny Cage, I don't think that. I think he might actually be Ermac or another one of the ninjas that hasn't been shown. Um, but you, you know what, on his face value, that I, I do see why you, you, you. You would call BS on that because there's. I'm not necessarily you know. calling BS. I'm just saying I don't follow the logic. But yours, yours makes sense. Like your explanation makes sense because if you have no connection with this character, then you automatically imprint yourself on him, and then he's the fish out of water in this new and weird world. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, and actually, let me see if he says that real quick. To as Cole learns, the audience learns, and yeah, it, it just helps us bring in. Those sort of fresh set of eyes. So he does say, "He was born with it." So that's the thing. But I mean, there's some cheesiness that he's born with the birthmark. I mean, I can't imagine he's just just a completely new character. I, I, I'm hoping that's a little. Uh, it's a couple of real sort of key ingredients to Mortal Kombat that I felt. I'm hoping that's like a little bit really important yeah, ingredients. Important One, there was this sort of brutality. You know, okay. pardon the. Uh, pun, you know, I know it gets used in the game, but there's nah. a sort of brutal quality to it. Okay. There's also a great levity that runs. Okay, I think that's pretty much it. My my whole point was to show that this guy actually has an attention to detail with what he's doing. Um, you know, I'm not sure about every decision, but there's at least uh, at least he's talking about stuff from a perspective of character and and. You know, he talks about the brutality or different emotions he's trying to uh, emit, and not about uh, this. This is a platform. This is a. Uh, this is a, we're trying to, like you said, with the one we, we're trying to tell all these stories because he could very well, like you said, he's probably getting a little bit of a pass because of the cast natural diversity, but he could very well, like you know, this is very important. We have Asian representation and black representation, right. and, 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 and you're hundred percent and, right. He's he hasn't said that at all, and he has to he has the leeway to say it, but he hasn't. You're right. That's that's a very astute observation, dude. Because you're right. He, he, I didn't even really notice that, but you're you're every other movie would have done that. 
every other yeah. movie would have mentioned Jax's you know, being black and, you know, whatever. And, and like him getting his power back and Asian representation and authenticity and non-Western. And they, they would have, they would have hammered all those points on. We didn't hear that one time. Yeah. That's a very good point. And uh, Manila Rivera, who owns an IPs Canon for something like a video game. That's a very interesting question because video games usually have a developer and a publisher. So I don't know who owns the canon for uh, Mortal Kombat, to be uh, quite frank. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm with JD to an extent. I don't. I'm not convinced he's a really new character. I think that may be. I'm hoping. Uh, we'll see. But I think that may be a little bit of a red herring. He said, "Remember when JJ told us Cumberbatch wasn't kind?" Or if uh, I think Catherine ha- uh, Catherine Hahn for this uh, WandaVision fiasco was asked about Agatha Harkness before the series, and I think denied it. So. People do, you know. Yeah, they do that all the time. They did that with the name of Endgame, and they're like, you know, mm-hmm. it's not called Endgame, but it, you know, it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they don't need to get too deep in the weeds with the story. I just want to see people dying in our political way. Yeah, I agree, but still show respect. You know, just just have a. Uh, don't make it completely nonsensically stupid. I think we can always ask that. Don't do anything but tell a fucking story. I mean, that's my opinion. Is just, just tell a story. That's your priority. It's not to move the conversation. It's not to change perspective. It's not anything. You are a storyteller. Tell a fucking story. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's born with it. It wasn't Maybelline, according to Brightest Day. <laughs> and Godzillionaire. Yeah, hell, Godzillionaire. I, w- I want to be a Godzillionaire one day. Um, they couldn't put Johnny Cage in the movie because a Hollywood actor in the supernatural term. Uh, oh, not because a Hollywood actor in the supernatural natural tournament was too unbelievable, but because he'd be too woke to fight non-white people <laughs> as a Hollywood actor, and that makes sense. He can't. He can't. Yeah, he fight. would just. He would just always lose and throw fights, you know, out of respect. For his non-white <laughs> counterparts, you're right. That's a good point. Good point, Godzillionaire. Uh, it says like the Predator synopsis. It should literally be people dying, and I'm here for it. So Violet Islington, girl. I see. Very I like Violet. it. I like it. Primal. And shout out to Stream Elements. I have to get these bots not all spamming all at once. Yeah, which I do not know how to do. And you got to figure out, you got to teach me how to do that shit. I, I, I can't figure it out. I had them exactly how I thought they were supposed to go, and I never, I got like one every hour. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I but I got doing. the wrong direction, which is probably not help. Guys, start working on some videos. All right. I appreciate it. So, yeah. yeah that's working right, on videos. Hey. Jeez. Uh, if you got a channel, somebody, man, put it in the, uh, put it in this, in the, in the conversation, the chat. We'll uh, share it. Yeah. If you put it, if you put it in the chat, I think we're still able to see it and we, we can reshare it. Me, because I'm well, a, no, like, well, oh. I can. I tell you, man, because I'm a mod. I don't, I don't know. Oh, uh, maybe you can as a mod. <laughs> Jake D. So I'm a bloodthirsty yeah. Canadian. We fight so cyborg grizzlies, and yes, I am indeed Boomer Lanty Boomerson. I boomer all the time. Ditto. Uh, sweet will do. And um, sorry, Manel, uh, Manolo. Yeah. I think Manolo like Manolo Bonas. Manolo Rivera is a proud boomer. Are you talking about from Scarface? Because that's what I always think of. Manolo. Well, Manolo. I, I, well, isn't it like a shoe or something like Manolo? Oh, Bones? I don't know. I just yeah. keep thinking of his friend Manolo. Yeah, that, that's probably good too. But this is how Skynet got started. Boomer start using <laughs> YouTube bots. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would have uh, liked if that's how uh, that, that, oh, never mind. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, do you, you know that? Did you watch uh, Love, Death, and Robots? I did not. Oh, that shit's sick, dude. You should check that out. That's a, a, a good series of short films on uh, on YouTube. It's mostly not woke. There's like a few like girl powery things. Not quite woke, though. But uh, ultimately, it's an excellent series of shorts. Like all really tidy. Like, like I don't know. around 10 minutes long each they're all really interesting different visions of like love death and robots really really good stuff yeah okay raise there i think i might have found your channel uh yeah it's the same icon so i'm gonna put the channel i think i found and you can go to it you can tell me if i'm wrong or right i think this is bryce day he says uh he's just starting to be gentle i'm just starting too. we're just starting but uh he's i've only been doing this a few months seven or eight whatever it's been so you had seven subs if we're well, now eight because i'm just subbing so yeah give a man uh brightest day a sub yeah because we, we need carnival, more creators huh? brightest day i've never heard of this another anthology thing okay cool it's like uh anime style he he, he mentioned uh if you like uh love death and robots look at robot carnival robot carnival huh and anime style okay never heard of it I'm really trying to get back in. I'm uh, trying to get into anime. Uh, you know, Grin Akuma gave us all those recommendations a few weeks ago, and I really am going to go down yeah. them. Um, no, I, I was actually me that reading. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, we'll yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Mark Mark D with the C has to uh, go. Uh, R Mark D with the C. Hail to uh, seven C's, and I appreciate you being here. Seriously. Later, brother. Yeah, I was actually reading a book last night. No, I didn't turn on any. No TV. No movie. No nothing. I started reading, rereading uh, Altered Carbon from like, I read that years ago and I went, I went back to reread it. It was like fun. And I, apparently I did get the right brightest day. So cool. Nice. And we got about 11 subs. Cool, cool. That's a, uh, it's, it's 15 of you. Oh no, 14 of you in the chat. Uh, we can get it, all of you guys. We can get them. We can get them to 20. I can do it. It would feel it would feel cool to like yeah you know as as my whole all of you got here because somebody told you to sub to me so please sub to my man brightest day I uh, subbed him he's got a bunch of videos up he did, did a stream for battle for Battlestar Galactica yeah there you go cool he's put up like in the past week he's put up like five six videos there you go you did you put up more videos than me so you're you're doing better nah, cool man I do actually like Lo- Lupin the Third I saw well I liked it when I was younger. Uh, go enjoy some Lupin the Third for anime. It's kind of a what's like seventies, eighties. Lupin the Third. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. I say it's fairly popular. Oh wow! Anime. Brightest Day is really on brand. He, I'm looking at his video. He's he's wearing the Green Lantern shirt. That is really solid branding, there, buddy. Got the logo and the shirt. That's consistent. There you go. He's putting together a, a model. Oh uh, man! And I saw something with Gunpla just. So I know it's like uh I was huge in the Gundams when I was younger. What do we got, my man? He's putting it together in real time. That's crazy. It's a two-hour stream, and he's just building the whole thing. That's pretty nuts. Good. What a badass. That's yeah, pretty man. Cool. Yeah, I cool, guess so if you guys like models and stuff like that, go check out Brightest Day. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I, I like some. Like, there's certain streams. I know uh, as would do like a Lego stream every now and again. Sometimes this stuff is pretty chill. Isn't that it's a Gundam's entire channel? I believe so. Because right? Gunpla is, is a huge thing. Yeah. And that's uh, yeah, that's what he does. So and he's a big YouTuber, right? He's got like 200,000 subs, something like that. Yeah, I think he's got more than that. I think it's like four or five hundred thousand, something crazy. 
Uh, yeah, we gotta support each other. One yeah. and all. Once you're a bigger YouTuber, support us. <laughs> He's got 530 subs. I wasn't even subbed. I am now. Oh, and he put out uh he put out something about Pepe Le Pew. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. We Are we done with Mortal Kombat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh just Simon McCoy, thank you for giving a crap because more people in Hollywood need to. You're you're a hero of crop culture and you're appreciated. But yeah, Pepe Yeah, Le Pew, dude, no, that guy's like that guy's the shit. Uh, I like big fan. Big fan. Yeah. So apparently, uh, it's a Gundam second pl- channel is about the Gunpla. Oh, it's a side channel. Yeah, it's multiple okay. channels. His main cool. channel is commentary. So oh, shout okay. out to the it's a Gundam. He's fan. hilarious. Straight. I'm a fan. He, he's. I don't want. I mean, I've never watched a single video of him, but I just love him on FNT. He's hilarious. Yeah, he is great on FNT. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know what? Um, yesterday I covered parts of it, and I found an interesting tidbit about the Pepe Le Pew thing. I'm not sure if you uh, caught any. So I know you. What's the story? Is he's not going to be included in the new Space what? Jam. Uh, Space Jam Two, which only God knows why it's even be made. But apparently, he was in a scene that was that was totally created in Space Jam, but it's been taken out, and so he's not in the film anymore. Okay. Uh, I, I guess they have the film, but they've edited uh, that scene, so he's not in it. And the conceit, um, the reason that they're doing it is because he's too sexually charged. Yes, he's normalized rape culture is the exact quote from the New York Times article. Look, let's be honest. It is a little wild that like in a kid's cartoon, there's just a yes. fucking horny skunk trying to bang this chick for like like endlessly. Like that might yeah. that might actually be a little much for a kid's show, to be completely honest. I you know what? That's yeah, I was I, that was my first I joke, um semi-joke, uh super chatted. Uh, was it Air July? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, you know. Hot take Pepe Le Pew should be canceled. He's a, a grapist and he uh, taught a generation of men how to be simps. So, like, <laughs> he, there's something wrong with Pepe Le Pew. Like, it's That's not like, I, it's not like, it, it's not like I, I wasn't uncomfortable. Like, when I was young, Dave Chappelle didn't point out. I was like, Jesus, dude, chill. But to, <sighs> it's the one of those is- things like, I don't know. No, as I say, the problem is it's hard to separate the wheat from the chaff nowadays because it's they're just canceling everything. Like it's, you know, everything's going like you know, the whole Dr. Seuss thing. I mean, it, you know, I, 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 n- numerous examples. So it's like as soon as you see it happening, you're like, oh, here they go, and yeah. it, you can't even really assess for yourself if this is a good choice or not. Well, he says he's French. That's the joke. Don't France doesn't France actually have a cat calling like law? <laughs> I'm 90% sure they have a law in France. So that'd be ironic. Yeah, like you can't cat call. So I don't know how procreation is supposed to happen, but you're not supposed to, you're not allowed to cat call a woman. So I'm not sure where that delineation is. So I mean, so what, that's like that's like three generations away from like women living in a facility and like suitors having to apply and like go through, <laughs> yeah, go through like a screening process in order to mate. And then like it's just, you know, 100% like you you're you're tied up against the bed she uses you and kicks you out. Like yeah, praying mantis style. That's so crazy that's right there. Like that's just mm-hmm. What are they I, as far as uh, anime? But yeah. Uh, speed, was speed race anime I guess it is like an early anime. But yeah, what yeah, are they? 100%. And then Johnny Bravo 
uh, he says in the end, he always gets uh, shit on like Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo's getting, he's going, he's going, he's next. You know, they're coming for Johnny Bravo. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. But like, it, that's not, you know, it's not anywhere. But well, you know what? But Johnny, well, I guess Johnny Bravo always lost too. He never really got laid. He never got the chick, yeah. which I never understood. I never understood how like that guy who's like, very classically attractive and also big and strong. Never got the girl. I never got, I never got why that was. I never understood that joke. Uh, maybe the joke was that he was so thirsty. That's why he didn't get the girl. I guess. I don't know. It's like, ha, that's Tom Brady. He'll never get laid. It's like, what are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that as I got older, I'm like, okay, you're telling me the super jacked guy. But just this super jack, like beach blonde, like muscle guy is just gonna get denied by all of these women. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, vain men get laid all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, that I'm, just sounds like that's one of those things trying to redo the world. Honestly, I felt that way about um I felt like it was uh uh the last avatar or whatever, last airbender was pretty intersectional. Like mm-hmm. I was trying to watch it and I'm like, this is fucking annoying. Like this girl is so smart and, and the, the, the kid, I guess Ang or whatever, he's, he's fine. But like the brother is such a bumbling idiot. And it's like, Oh, the idea that boys are trying to be something is stupid. Girls are always smarter and better. I'm like, this kind of sucks. Like, I don't like this. To be honest. I mean, the dumb patriarch or dumb brother trope is an old trope. That's not new. I mean, fucking, I mean, Family Matters. Uh, Eddie was like all stupid. He was like a dumb character. There's a, there's a what's another one? Al Bundy's kind of like a dumb. Even though no, Al Bundy's not a. a good Al Bundy's not. Al Bundy, he's a savage. Al Bundy's dude. not a good example. Because that's the only time, like that's the only time they ever really portrayed it, like you know, like brutally for the man, where it's like he's just so over banging his wife. And she's just dying for it, and he just won't give it to her because he's just like, ugh, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's not you're never gonna see that again. But yeah, there's always the it's always the dumb husband, you know, yeah, like dumb husband trope. You know, they uh Brian Regan had a joke about that years ago. It's like they just have like in the commercial, like and in the background, like the woman's just like, Oh, you know, in my house, I'm the wear the pants, and in the back, like the husband's just stuck in the blinds, like ooh, ooh. <laughs> just like yeah, it's uh, it. You know, I don't know. I I don't want to get woo woo again, but it just always feels like destroying like the idea of the man as something to look up to is is like at the cornerstone of so many of the things they make. Yeah, and now I'm I'm sorry. I'm looking at the chat who is just going off as usual. Uh, I love oh, you guys. You guys are so awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I share your you know. You know me, I can be really off there on the woo-woo line. Um, but I definitely think there's something to destroying masculinity and making every element of it toxic. Yeah, uh, just like the, the whole cat call the idea of a law about cat calling is like what? I'm not to say I, I I can understand. I I totally get not wanting to be like cat called in general, but like when you create laws, they have to be interpreted, you know what I mean? And so then there's like, well, where's the line gonna be on this law? And where's the line? Because then now we're saying if a woman is not attracted to you, because this is where it's going to go, a woman is not attracted to you and you talk to her, you're going to jail. And it's like, well, that's not that's crazy. You know, that that's where the potential line is. Um, was he insulting the French or the or women? I'm not sure. As far as Pepe. And actually, real quick, 
This one's a little uh, older. I said, I never noticed that when I was a kid. Thought the whole shtick that it was a cat that he was after. Yeah, that was part of it that he wanted a cat who, who looked like a skunk. Yeah. And he is kind of a hopeless simp. He's very much so. Hopeless yeah, but it is a little weird that the whole thing is so sexually charged. I mean, Agreed. honestly, like I'm not saying I'm for cancel, but you know, it's just kind of eh. It was it was it was a little bit much for for a five year old to a ten year old like you don't really need you know what it is if we're gonna make the same argument about hey you don't really need to be teaching your kids about uh, homosexuality when they're that young I think that the reverse argument can be made against Pepe Le Pew I'm I, that's that's fair I think that's fair um, it's just still I don't like canceling I don't like censorship um, but yeah. No, me neither. I, I, I don't. Um, and I, I'm certainly not going to die on the Pepe Le Pew Hill, but it is just a little like it's endless. You know what's interesting, though? I, and I was listening to an old Opie and Anthony episode last night, and they were talking about this was a few years back when it came to um, Huck Finn. I guess Huckleberry Finn was being canceled and, and they were working on like reprinting the book by taking out the N word. Like I guess mm -hmm. like the guys, it, uh, you know, um, Jim, and it was like like N word Jim is like what's in the book, and uh, you know there's like this all this controversy about that, but apparently a lot of what that comes from comes from the publisher who decides to kind of create an uproar so that that drives book sales, you know, so that there's mm -hmm. this fake controversy and it's like suddenly this book is in the public guy everyone's oh taking up arms for one side or the other. Uh, to drive sales, and that is that to me could be what's going on with the Dr. Seuss thing because apparently, once once they decide we're not publishing these books, it drove sales like crazy, and also yeah. like there's a huge resale market now on eBay. It's almost like it was a like a false outrage just to drive sales because it came from the Dr. Seuss estate. It didn't come from anyone else. It, it didn't come from outside. It did course. come from the Dr. Seuss estate. Even though I, I will say around that time, uh, I want to toss this out there, kind of links uh, both stories, if I can go here. Um, this this op-ed, I think this is the day after Dr. Seuss got canceled. First off, I read through this op-ed. He literally says nothing. He literally says almost nothing about Dr. Seuss. He says <laughs> a bunch of BS exposition in one part about Dr. Seuss, and that's neither here nor there. But a couple of other things are included in this article, namely Pepe Le Pew, who we just talked about, and Speedy Gonzalez. And it's just interesting that all of these properties end up canceled so quick. So, like, to go back on the exozone, it's like, huh. Maybe a little coordination there. Now, as far as whether or not um, there's a little outrage sales, I mean, my only thing with that is that they're scorching the earth with Dr. Seuss. And I actually, you know, I, I said the same this thing yesterday. I was like, okay, what is so offensive that Dr. Seuss needs to be scorched earth? I see the little, you know, the, the picture of the Asian is very dated. Okay, let's. You want to eliminate that depiction, or if you want to even eliminate that book, that's fine. But you're going through everything he said. Show me the racism in the cat in the hat. Show me the racism in Redfish, Bluefish, and all the classic Dr. Seuss things. Then I'll be okay. If you can't, then let those alone. Can you? Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to just interrupt real quick, just because of what the article that's on the screen is, and this is what yeah. frustrates me so much about the way, like, oh, you're reading it. Sheesh. 
Well, just the way these SJWs write and the way these kind of like culture reformers write things and uh, like assert themselves, it's in that second paragraph where it says, some of the first cartoons I can remember included Pepe Le Pew, who yeah. normalized rape culture. Right there. He says that like it's a fact. Like exactly. not only that A, rape culture exists, which I don't believe it does, and B, that it, it was intentionally normalizing it. Like that is all, all like that that entire conclusion that that type of culture exists is A, opinion, and the, and the fact that this was normalizing it is also opinion. That's all opinion. But he's saying it as if it's 100% fact and it's agreed upon by everyone. And that is what's so frustrating about reading their work and like listening to their arguments is because they take so much that's just opinion and then that's the way the world is that's what fact is and that is the, that to me is the most enraging part about dealing with them because it, it drives you fucking crazy because it's such a wild way to look at the world and then to act as if that is the way the world is is, is madness yeah and that that's exactly what they do because this is social engineering. I mean, yeah. that's why we that's why we keep saying excellent. It's not excellent. This is what they're doing because this is, this is the New York Times. This is a major publication, yep. maybe the major publication despite all the, the, crap the, the paper of record as they declare themselves. Yeah, and this is you know it, again Pepe Le Pew and um like listen his language, whose friends help popularize the corrosive stereotype of the drunk and lethargic. Do you honestly think that Americans' impressions of Mexicans is that they're lazy? That's no. why they, 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 you know, there's such a labor disparity because they're so lazy. You, you could pay them to do like all, work all day and pay them nothing. Yeah, because they're so lazy. Yeah, obviously that that corrosive stereotype really took hold in the American zeitgeist because that's that's our that's all of our opinions on it. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm a thousand percent sure it's the exact opposite. Um, Fucking hate these. Yeah, people, and it is uh, Manolo Rivera. And sorry if I missed a lot of you guys in the chat. You guys are going off, but yeah, it's the same as the Disney CEO when asked about Carano, uh, which we'll probably get into a little bit later. Um, what was this? Uh, oh, you guys are talking about this gambit, uh, Magneto thing for Rogue in the chat. That's that's going on in the chat. I've seen you guys talk about that, but um, in general, Pepe Le Pew is a, is a is kind of a different one. He's <laughs> like you said, he that is a, that creepy element. Of why was this character sexualized? But just the way the language that they use, um. I'm always, and I think if I keep this up too long, you'll just get angry at the language. Ah. Uh, the Latinx is same people place Latinx label, and you guys are still on the game, but the man, you know, thing. It's so, hey, it's cool that you guys, you know, how cool it is that we have a chat and you guys are having independent conversations because you're just into it. That's like so cool that the chat's big enough for that to happen. I love it. So super that dope. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, I don't know. It, it's, to me, it's the lack of subjectivity that really frustrates me. It's that kind of one-size-fits-all cultural re-engineering that is enraging. Like, it has to be this. This is the only way to look at it, and this is the only conclusion to draw. Is just so despicable. And, and they're the same people that clamor on and on about preserving other people's cultures. Well, there's other cultures that exist within this one. There are yeah. other cultures that w exist within this culture that disagree with you and want to maintain their history and their legacy. And it's not all racism and horrible sexism and blah, blah, blah. It's just it's a, it's the culture they want to enjoy. 
And you don't give a fuck about preserving that culture because that doesn't fit your re-engineering agenda. And to be fair, they don't give a fuck about preserving the cultures they purport to want to preserve. It's just That's true too. it's just the shield, the pawn, whatever they can use yep. at the time to get them uh get them going, get yeah. the get get them clout, get them the platform. You you brought up the WandaVision creator. The, again, the operative word was opportunity. She saw an opportunity. She saw an opportunity, a platform for her to make money talking shit, basically, to talking the same woke garbage that everyone else is doing. Um, but it was really about her. It was about, yeah. you know, it's not really about diversity. It's about her getting a job in Hollywood to say she worked on the MCU uh, property. That's yeah, what it was and, really and about. And to move her agenda forward. They yeah. they think because they honestly believe the problem is is that you haven't heard the good word. That's how they look. They they're like missionaries. Mm -hmm. They have to go preach huh. the good word of wokeism, and then once you hear the good word, you'll immediately be converted. No idiot, I've already heard all your arguments. I disagree with your supposition. I disagree with your conclusions. I just don't. I don't see the world the way that you do, and that doesn't exist in their brain. They can't allow those two things to coexist. Like everyone either needs to be on their page or silenced. That's their two options. That's the way they look yeah. at the world. Yeah. They're, they're Wokova's wokenesses to, to say That's funny. Wokova. But yeah, because they, they pray to line? the God of wokeness. I just made it up right then and there. I was like, That's okay, I got to use uh, Wokova. Because they, they, it's a, <laughs> it is it. a religion. It's a woke God. This God of wokeness. It is. And I don't know what and it, and, it, and it's, it's like, not as benevolent as religion because there's no forgiveness involved. None, none, which is pretty much the point of religion. I mean, all with all the flack it gets, and a lot of it rightful. Um, but you still are allowed to redeem yourself, and you right. cannot. You make one of these crazy slights, and all of a sudden you're, you're gone forever. Well, also, you're and if gone. you're a straight white man, you're born with original sin. I mean, you're born privileged and racist and and horribly oppressive and then there's no there's no pathway out of it there's you you just have to take your beatings for the rest of your life that's insane and i i, I just don't want to I, I refuse to accept that just like i refuse to accept this idea of white privilege for the purpose of like what does that say about me that i am just automatically less than someone with less melanin like i refuse that i just i agree I'm, I'm never gonna accept that shit it's it, it it because it destroys individuality. Because honestly, if you follow this stuff to its like logical conclusion, like then racism is accurate because they just take generalizations and then apply them to the entire group. It's like, well, then if you do that with negative things, then racism is real. Like then racism yeah. should be trusted because according to your logic, that's the way to look at the world is that everyone fits these generalization categories. Everyone who fits this description also has all these traits. That's how you look yeah. at it. That's absolutely how I look at the world. I talk time and time. Every time they have a, a new black character, they're either a member of BLM or a gang, or like, you know, it's it always, or they're in always. a van down by the damn river. You know what I mean? It's a drug always, yeah. always, always. Yep. It's, it's always like, it, it's like this monolithic, like, culture like there aren't individuals within the black community according to them everyone they all everyone thinks the same in the black community they're all the same and if they're not they're like traitors it's crazy yeah and that's exactly how they even though i think more and more people are starting to like spin off of that individuals um, are, are they exist it's just the way they depict it yeah 
because it's it's quick, easier for them. Are... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I was just gonna go to the chat, but you finish your point first. No, it's it's just easier for them to to make their arguments like that. It's easier for them to straw man, and because that's what it all has its roots in socialism, which is just the bourgeoisie and and the and the uh, and the working class. Like that's all it is. It's like they separated yeah. the world into two classes: the have and the have-nots. And then now it's just they've separated into all these like basically the same thing, but it's the haves are straight white men and the have-nots are everyone else. That's exactly what they they've done. Um, welcome to critical race theory, Manolo Rivera. Said that's exactly what it is. And critical race theory is dangerous. Talk about some fun you guys are talking about in the chat. Because uh Star Islington Girl talked about she watched the crap out of the 90s X-Men cartoon and Batman one, which I love both. Batman anime series, my favorite property of any kind, um, period. And if you like the 90s X-Men, there's I can't remember what it was called, but they have this like um video where they have the original cast of the 90s X-Men, the, the voice actors. And a couple of them had passed, but they had like interview prior interviews, and they put it. Uh, they just talked about their experiences doing the show, and it was, it was really cool. So I would check that out. Um, and yeah. also on the topic of '90s nostalgia, um, I saw on Twitter that there's a, like a, I guess like a side scroller or like a platform platformer of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that just came out. A new one, huh? Yeah, and it's like a throwback to like the old like Sega yeah. Genesis style game. Oh, that's something I might get. I love like I like that style in general, like the indie game that's like more nostalgic to its nineties and eighties style to, gameplay. Do you want me to find yeah. a uh, uh, yeah Shredder's Revenge? It's called. Okay, let me see if I can find it real quick. I got it. I got it. All right. So there's the official trailer. The thing is, like, when I looked at the official trailer, like the first, I don't know, like 45 seconds is just kind of like like a trailer for like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and they show gameplay at the very end for some reason. I don't know why, but I'll we can we can plug it in. Uh I'll share the uh my screen. All right. Uh real quick, yeah. Fathead drew it and hot sh- shout out to you for showing up. Uh, the current black stereotypes are ridiculous. They're uh, bigotry by low expectations. Yeah, the math is racist thing. That that really creeps me out. Funded by, uh, well, I don't know if I can still say his name. The guy who ran Microsoft. He funds that shit. Yeah, bigotry um, of low expectations is, is such a is such a spot on way to describe it. It's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, positivity. Open, positivity. You got to keep positive. Yeah, th- this looked pretty cool. This looks cool. It looks uh, a lot like. <laughs> oh, this looks fun. I know. Was it last year? The year before, Streets of Rage released a new game. Uh, so you know, it was, it was in the same style of their original game. Yeah, from the nineties. So it's, it's really cool to see that nostalgia. And it, Teenage Mutant Nin- Ninja Turtles—they're like a sneaky little franchise. They have that uh, Last Ronin comic that's really good. Um, then they have this. They have, they're, they're a niche franchise that's just under the radar. So I, you don't really hear a lot of wokeness out of them. You also don't really see them, at, you know, as big of a platform or big of a profile. Um, but it's a pretty uh, cleverly made franchise too, because if you think about it, the comic book it's based on is really violent and and graphic. It's not it's not like a kids' cartoon. But then yeah. You get introduced to it as a kid, and then you grow out of it. But then, when you become an adult, you're like, "Oh, well, the source material is really badass." So it's like you can maintain a fan, like a fandom, your whole life. Yeah, yeah. 
And franchises used to do that. They used to allow themselves to have a, a violent side and a kid side. Um, and uh, yeah, this is like Streets of Rage style. Uh, yeah, it quick. looks just like the platformer from like they they had. Uh, remember they had like a, an arcade version, you know, of of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, uh, Turtles of Time. Yeah, that's exactly what that looks like. She's like, that's so cool. I like that. There's a throwback to that. That's fun. Ooh, Anthroparion. Uh, you guys are talking about. Uh, I don't know what you were saying with Femmer, but he says, uh, "Who plays the old uh, Jewish guy in Coming to America One and Two? Yep. Eddie Murphy. Remember, it's okay when they do it. So yeah, Chappelle did it. Chappelle did. Uh, Chappelle did it. Uh, what's his uh, name? They, what, do you, what do you mean, you people, Anthroparion? <laughs> That's actually a reference to the time that um, RDJ Robert Downey Jr. did it brilliantly. By the way, the same year he made uh, Iron Man, he made Tropic Thunder, and it was a brilliant movie. And I hope he never, I know, you know, he probably will get canceled, attempted, but I hope he never gets canceled because I love that movie and I love that portrayal. I don't think he will because the joke is how, like, stupid the actor is for thinking he can do that. Like, that's the joke. Like, the joke's on the Hollywood actor. So I, yeah. I, I, get, I don't think they would ever go after it. But it, it's not that I think they should go after like Chappelle or um, who's that other kid uh, from from um, Yo Mama and all those different shows. What is his name? Nick Cannon. Uh, Nick, Nick Cannon, Cannon did yeah. it, and uh, the Wayans brothers did it with White Chicks. Like, brothers, yeah. I don't think they should. I don't think they should be in trouble for it. But it's just a weird double standard that it's like, well, it's okay for other races to portray other races, just not white people. It's like, what are these rules? And I, I guess the idea is from, um, okay, there was blackface back in the day, which I, I get. But okay, there's lots of things back in the day. We can't live our lives like uh, on the sins of the past as if it's, it, you know, they, they loom over today. It's it's just. It's it's really like, you remember the Jenna Marbles thing. I'm surprised that that kind of went away. But like she, I don't know what happened with her. But there was this thing where she made fun of Nicki Minaj, and it was completely innocent, um, completely innocent. She had extra spray tan on, but uh, they considered it blackface, and she just went away for a while. I'm not sure whatever happened with her. Um, but I thought that was bullshit when that happened. It was complete bullshit. It is bullshit. I mean, it, it doesn't have to be malicious. Like, no one thought twice about it when Jimmy Kimmel did Carl Malone or Shaq. No, no one did. Because it wasn't racist. The guy's black and Jimmy's white, and he was just doing an impression. That's all it is. Plus, fuck Carmelo. He's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but even still, I mean, regardless. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. No one even, no one even knew he was a piece of shit back then. So that wasn't relevant. It was never a relevant point. It was just it's just funny. So but there was no it. outrage then. It's just that now we're trying to find people doing anything racially related, like anything that like a mainstream like like white person does that's racially related they're gonna like it doesn't matter what their point was doesn't matter where their heart was at it's just that they did something racial now we've got you like people need to push back on this shit they need to be like go fuck yourself i didn't mean to hurt anybody and you know that you're just trying to find easy targets like, and you know something i've been wondering because as we had this conversation the name howard stern popped up because howard stern used to say the n-word a lot i grew up on howard stern it's kind of it shows you where i came from right uh but like, like my parents and, and my stepdad and mom played like howard stern and shit and loved howard stern and he said the n-word a ton and it wasn't really a not a ton but enough a what lot more than, did he use it in because that's that he would matters. just say it like jokingly he would be like uh he would have like a black voice 
and he would just jokingly say something. There's like a interview, I think, uh, with G Unit where he says it like on the first 20 seconds, 30 seconds. No one really thought too much of it though. Um, and I don't, I still don't really care. But my point is, he's never been can't nobody's gone back and said, Well, you said this all these different episodes. Same with, and I hate to do it, I really hate to do this. I'm a Detroiter, he's I grew up liking him. But Eminem said a lot of things in the 90s and the early 2000s that there's no way in the world he could say now. No way in the world. And I've heard a little bit of heat, but I mean, he long as he, you know, says F Trump, he's okay. Like, what? who's making these rules for cancellation? Dr. Seuss has to be eradicated. And again, I don't want these people to be canceled. It's kind of like what you were just saying with Chappelle and um, Nick Cannon, whoever. I don't want necessarily these people to be canceled, but I just want a consistent standard for why we're doing things. You know what I mean? The people um, who are making the rules are the people who acquiesce to it. Those are the people that are making the rules. Because as soon as you validate irrationality or bullshit, then like, you are then saying then this is acceptable like you need to hear that that's nonsense and be like no we're not taking you seriously we don't care get loud it doesn't matter like you have no actual power as you you can make a stink about this for three months it won't matter and first of all you're gonna get bored after three hours but yeah it, we just you have to push back and be like no we're, we're not doing anything about it so you can just go ahead and be mad and then you'll get over it that's how life is. Sorry. And then that's it. Like, it's just all this acquiescing because no one, no one has any principles like in this stuff. Like people don't know where they stand on racial issues because they're terrified to even think about it. Like they just want to be told what they're supposed to think and then think that because they don't know, like they're too scared to have the wrong thought or say the wrong thing. So they're, they just were like, Oh, what? Okay. That's racist. Sure. Okay. That's racist. Dude. You know what I saw? I, I I saved it because because I love you and I knew you'd get a kick out of this. All right, okay. cool, cool. This is something my friend, like a friend of mine, a person that I know, put this on their Instagram yesterday. Okay, and this is uh, I don't want to. I'm not gonna use her name, but but you know she's like an actress. She she's been on some shows and shit. She put digital blackface term. What? And yep. This is this is this is what she put. An online phenomenon where white and non-black people share gifts and photos of black folks to express emotion or reaction to anything happening on the internet. While seemingly harmless, the problem with digital blackface is that it often reinforces negative stereotypes about black folks, such as they're aggressive, loud, sassy, and simply here for your consumption. It's another way to try and co-op black identity and culture without any of the day-to-day realities of being black. Okay. Digital black like how do you even react to something that ridiculous? If you're a white person, the conclusion is have nothing to do with anything black related. Yes, because you're just gonna get conclusion segregation. Yep. How what else are you supposed to do? You can't even share a gif now of a video if it's like you can't that's digital blackface. And so wait a second. Hopefully this damn thing is working. Sorry, it's not. Uh, oh no, that's why. Add to stream. So this gift. This is. Uh, is this racist. a negative stereotype? Racist. That's digital blackface. You doing? Why? This is a very popular gift, and this is something nope. they're not racist. using. Is their fucking head? They're not racist. using their fucking head. I don't understand how that that that's racist and why that should be racist. I mean, that's um, it, it. Does it's like it's just gotten so insane. But people are so afraid. Like, 
they'll hear like some lunatic, you know, person say this to them. And then they can't be like, that's ridiculous. That does not mean anything about, they don't, because like pushing back like makes you like a target. So they're terrified. So they're just like, yeah, okay. Digital blackface is a thing now. It's like, <laughs> what are you yeah. talking about? And this was so, so, like shared on my social media yesterday. I can't, uh, I can't I believe people are thinking this way, but it's just like, for fuck's sake. I, I, it's it's staggering. Like just when you think more rationality is coming into the world, like you just see how much how wrong you are, how, how how like crazy people are, and how how like it's like oh this isn't going anywhere. And I, I'm not even sure how to what's the cultural shift is. So I'm going to look to the chat for for encouragement and, and happiness for hope for hope. Hope Islington girl says Streets of Rage, the game where you drop kicked hookers. It was great. <laughs> they get to drop. They were they were hookers. Indeed. Uh, that blood. There's that bloodthirsty nature again. <laughs> Indeed, guys, and there it is. Uh, Islington girls play all three Streets of Rage film um, films games. Let me see. Uh, best TV in living color, color in the nineties. Uh, launched last a lot of stars. Very Jim fun. Carrey, uh, Jim Carrey, Jamie Foxx, and Jennifer Lopez all started there. And uh, Islington Girl says Living Color was the best. She wanted to be a fly girl uh, with her LA gears. So that's super nice. Yeah, right? LA gear. I remember that. LA gear, uh, LA look. That was like a brand new product. <laughs> what are the lights with the lights on the bottom, Islington Girl? Uh, look at Leo DiCaprio. How many times he uh, dropped the N bomb and Django on a chain? I mean, no. it's a movie, but. You're That's right. not true. People did care. There was like all this stuff around that. And I I saw an interview with him and it was so funny. Like it first came out and someone asked Tarantino about it. It's like, does DiCaprio have like, it was, was it an issue for him. And uh, Tarantino's response was like, if it was an issue for him, I wouldn't have hired him for the job. Like, no, yeah. I, like this is the dialogue I wrote. I don't want you to have an issue with the dialogue. But then there was this groveling interview with DiCaprio and, and Samuel Jackson and DiCaprio was just like, and it was all these days and it was so hard to say these words and how challenging it was and the uh, way, the racial weight and the gravity, blah, 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 blah. Please don't fire man. me. I beg of you, black people. I swear I'm not racist. Please don't persecute me. Well, listen, I, I don't know if Leonardo DiCaprio is racist. I know he may be uh he may be uh, a hypocrite because he fucking did that shit where he's oh everyone you know don't you you know care about the environment as I as I use private planes to get around. Oh yeah. But uh he's he's a he's a tool. And I don't have a problem with him. I just have a problem with like the culture. It's just like that 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 was set up, that, that was something that some publicist decided was necessary. Like that's how we handle these things. Like, not that this is about history and that's how it used to be, and there's no offense meant. This is just the way it used to be. It's just that, like, oh well, we are we 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 take our concerns seriously. It's like when Altered Carbon came out. Um, the 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 character's name is Takashi Tekash, Kovac, Kovac, I think, and he's an Asian guy. Like his original sleeve is he's Asian, but the the way that story works is you can change sleeves. You, know, you can go into different bodies and the story starts off with an Asian guy going into a white guy's sleeve. 
And there was like, initially there was this outrage about it. And then the creator of the show was like, we take your concerns very seriously, but this is the way it's written in the book. That should be like, you guys are looking for things to get mad about. This is the way it was in the book. Stop jumping at shadows. Stop trying to find racism around every corner. There's no racism here. This is a story. Go be productive with your lives. Call your fucking mom. Clean your room. Go be an adult on your own life. No, I want to yell on Twitter. <laughs> I need to. It's all Trump's fault. Everything that's ever happened and gone wrong in my life is Trump's fault. You ever hear uh, super fat women blame Trump for being obese? I've seen it like that's multiple amazing. times. No, that's not fun. just like in one setting. I've that's seen it great. in multiple different situations, different Aww. groups. White black women, black women, white women, black women, different groups. You, well, you know Trump. I'm like, what? I want you, you, your ability to have self control is is because of Trump. That's all, dude. Someone like my acting coach when when Trump got elected, like he he had just quit smoking, and I saw him outside and he was smoking. I'm like, hey man, what, what's going on? He's just like, oh. Well, I'm like, look, man, if you hate this guy so much, like you picking up smoking, isn't that like letting him have power over you and letting him win? And he's like, well, I donated all this money to Planned Parenthood and this that and the other. I'm like, that's what. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, <laughs> this guy win. Like you're letting, you know, you're letting the stress of this guy wait. Like you start, you, you're being unhealthy to fight him. What? Yeah, hatred. And I've heard this, and this actually does help me. Hatred is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to get sick. I love and that's that that's one of the reasons I'm not really into the victimization. One of the trade's reasons. I'm not in a victimization thing and in a hatred thing because I have to live. And that, man, I'm really seeing it amp up in a lot of people. And I'm like, man, that's that's real sad. It's real sad. Um, and it does I, nothing for you. It doesn't, you're not going to feel better. You know, yeah. like the, these wokies, the SJWs and the feminists that I know, they're all miserable. They are. And they, because they, they're trying to hate someone else to make up for their own lack of love of self. And yeah, they're trying so to hate the world obvious. into equality. That's what they're trying yes. to do. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, Godzillionaire has a quote, a, a chat there where he said, uh, they cut the best storyline out of Altered Carbon. Listen, my friend, um, I am right now going back and rereading the original book, and then I'm going to go over each episode on my channel. So stick around and check that out, man. And if you want to refresh on the book, you can be as up on it with me you know, if, if you like. But that's that's a that's a project I'm working on. So if you're if you're a passionate altered carbon fan, man, check me out when that happens. Yeah, and the match channel should be in the description. If you haven't subbed, you, you should sub to him if you're not subbed because we want to see see the show next week. It's gonna be on his channel. It's gonna be so on my please, channel. Uh, uh yeah, give him a sub. Real quick, I wanted to who said it yet? Yeah, Anthroparion. Anthroparion. Um so he said, yeah, I'm ha uh, now I'm having wrong thinking when rappers say the N-word in rap songs. Are they literally calling the equivalent of a Brit a chive? And this is, uh, so then now we're talking about chives. I'm not sure what chives are, I'll be honest. But you guys start chav, talking about it. Chav, chav is a uh, like, slang term. It's I think it's like they're white trash. Uh, I think it's British white trash. is like a chav. I see. I think. Huh. Oh, this is about the uh, LA gear. Not LA the light ones, that ones, the hot pink. <laughs> that braiding on the side. That's awesome. 
So I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, 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 huh? No, uh, Fat Head Druid just talking about Aldrich Carbon. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Fat Head Druid. Uh, Chavez is a UK hillbilly. So, yeah, that's what that, I guess that is. Yeah. What it is. I guess in some ways, I'm, I'm kind of tired of the N word being a thing. We can just, yeah, I mean, I'm not a censorship guy. Um, and it's not like it bothers me, but it's just like, I don't think the idea that this is a thing. It's the, like the the conversation about who can say, like, I don't care anymore. I just want to go on about my life. I'm not like offended. Like, I don't know. I just don't care anymore. It's probably the best way of putting my whole thoughts on it. But it's uh, a real complicated one. And it's like, it's one that it can just, it can, it's kind of an endless conversation to be completely honest. Yeah, so it's, and I guess to kind of go back to the, the, fir- the point I just says, like, the hate, uh, uh, hatred is drinking poison, expecting the other person to get sick. It's like okay, it's not. I got. I, I used to say the term of endearment argument, but like it's not really a term of endearment. Um, just, I don't just, think it's good. No, it's like it's really not. It's weaponized. Yeah, and it's like there's just. I'm, I, I, the older I got, I just could not get overcome the like dissonance of saying I'm I'm allowed to say this and you're not. I just couldn't. So I'm like, all right, how about I just don't say it? Because I if, also think there's something. Is, of, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but my my thought is, uh, if I'm if I would be offended if somebody else would say it, not that I, I totally don't say it, but I try not to to the greatest extent that I can. But go ahead. I just I just always felt that there was something dark. Or just, I don't know, hurtful, bad. Mm-hmm. Just about always like uh, within the black community of like black guys always calling each other that word. Like I just feel like it's kind of like putting it in your head that like you're lower. Like I think even if it is like oh it's a term of endearment, we mean it positively. We took a negative and made it positive. It's like I don't really think that's the that's the effective outcome. I yeah, think, like, that's a very good way of putting it. I like, agree with it, that. Yeah, like I, I and I've always thought that. I just like I, I don't know, because it's like, I, yeah, it's not on the top of your brain, but I think on the subconscious, I do think it affects on a deep level. I'd agree with that. I would agree with that, and that's that's why I'm yeah. I, I would agree with that. I'd agree with that. We can all just move on from it. It's all yeah, just, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, uh, like when I get asked about certain Spanish cuss words, I mean, uh, it's not a term of endearment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you Spanish? Is are Spanish? Gazillionaire, are you Spanish? Are, are you a Gazillionaire in pesos? I, I but let us know. Uh, they let probably use know. the euro in yeah in Spain. Spain I think they would right? use euro. I, I don't believe. know. I don't know much. All I all I know about Europe is uh, meme culture. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> real quick, whatever's on nine gag. <laughs> Something uh, that else came out of the um, the Disney thing that I wanted to touch on about old Gina. And just just as I said in a video earlier this week, I'm starting to fatigue about Gina Carano and gets brought up again. Uh, because in that investment call, uh, she was asked about, and Bob Chapek just fucking lies. And yes, uh, Femmer says Spain uh, does use euros. Okay, and good. Gazillionaire is a mutt. Technically, so am I, man. I mean... Technically, so are most people. Yeah, at least in the, I am. In the West, at least in the West, because I mean, people like fucking each other. But uh, David from Alexandria, Virginia, asked, 
It's clear. I love this. It's clear that there's a new blacklist punishing conservatives in the entertainment industry. Before I go to the rest of the quote, this is showing you that normies and regular folk are starting to wake up to this shit. That an investor on a Disney call said this sentence. It's clear that there's a new blacklist punishing conservatives in the entertainment industry, which I agree with wholeheartedly. It's not even arguable. No, it's not. Even though this asshole is going to lie about it, but just that the fact that the investors are waking up to it is, uh, is to me, it's good news. It's good news. Um, but Disney Plus actors Pedro Pascal and Gina Carano twist, twist, uh, tweeted similar analogies of current political events to Schmatzi. They uh, Germany. still misrepresent what she said. She didn't say that. That's not she what absolutely she said. did not. She said persecuting anyone for their political beliefs. Is the beginning uh, is the is the first little bit of snow that eventually turns into a snow boulder. Yeah, that, that's all it is. That's all she said. She didn't say about the current situation. She didn't say about anything. She just says, "How is persecuting someone for their religion any different from persecuting someone for their political beliefs?" That's it. it has nothing to do with the time or anything. Like you can imply all you want, but that's not what she said. Yeah, yeah, um, very true. But I, I guess his point was that because it really wasn't uh, they were, you're right. They weren't, weren't similar because what Pedro did, he said, this group is like that group. So that was yeah. a very different analogy to saying, hey, this political climate where we're turned on or we're turned against each other and people are being persecuted for their uh, political beliefs. Yeah. is similar to when this, the, this group got persecuted by the normal people, by the regular people, by your neighbor. Total um, misrepresentation of what she said, and also lumping them together as if they had the same intention. Like, oh, these two actors just tweeting wild stuff. It's like, fuck you. She, he he was intentionally divisive, intentionally like making people out to be who didn't believe with him as, as hate group or as people in hate groups. And then she was saying, "Look, can we have a little less hate for people's differences?" She's the one who gets fired. This asshole lumps them together. Very true. Very true. Um. But he did. He actually brought up the blacklisting uh, to uh, to Bob Chapik, and he says uh, Carano is the only one. Uh, yeah, Carano, who's considered conservative, was fired. Only Carano was uh, fired from The Mandalorian. Regarding Disney and a blacklist, this is the way question mark ah. reference, obviously, to The Mandalorian. And then Chapek, if you uh, actually heard his voice, definitely does change. He says, I don't really see Disney characterizing itself as left-leaning or right-leaning. Oh, you know what? I, ha- I, I I'm glad you said that, Bob, because I have the verse, uh, the, the the video clip right for that. The lie detector determined that the lie was detector a lie. Determined that was a lie. There's no way Disney's not far left-leaning. There's no way. That's not that there's no and I'm talking Disney as a company because it goes down to Marvel, Marvel Comics, the regular stuff, even the non, you know, branded because, you know, they have Pixar, all these other brands, just the regular Disney stuff. You Everything can, they can do can be as, as woke as possible. So that's just complete. If you BS. took if you took you could quantify it. If yeah, you, you took mentions of left leaning political platforms in interviews, you could get it. You could get a number. And you could quantify how much left-wing agenda uh, employees of Disney have. That that is not 
an objective, as I said, a subjective opinion. That is an objective fact. Disney is in the promoting of left wing agenda business. That's inarguable. It is inarguable. Real quick, uh, King amongst men, Grinakuma's here. Hail Grinakuma. Yo, what up? Grinakuma, good to see you, buddy. Yeah, it's complete BS. As Grinakuma said it as, as he walked in, uh, Chapek is a simp little bitch, and KK has uh, his balls in her handbag, his and Iger's and anyone else's. Yeah, and anyone yeah. who's not actively standing up to her. And yeah, her quote was basically, don't hate on your neighbor, which is valid. And right. uh, But nope. Got to be canceled. This is this is a red. Was it? I don't know. Right wing, abhorrent um, behavior. Yep. Comparing right wing conservatives to 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 Jews and concentration camps. That's what the that's the narrative is. They're going to keep spamming that until you believe it. Ironically and- enough, it's a it's a um, strategy by that same funny mustache guy. Where you, is uh, if you tell a lie enough. People start to believe it's funny yeah. how they talk so much about him, but they use so many of his tactics. It's just a- and Pedro legitimately re- referred to everyone who was a Trump supporter as a, as a Yahtzee or as a as someone who would fight to maintain slavery. That yeah, was his authentic parallel. Not even not even an interpretive necessary. He's that was his parallel and his tweet. Guy still got a job. Mm-hmm. Don't you dare tell me there's anything other than a bias at work here. You guys are out of your minds. You expect yeah. us to believe this? Um, oh, and this is more to this lie. He said, instead, they stand on values, values that are universal, values of respect, values of decency, values of integrity, and, of course, values of con- inclusion. Integrity. Get the fuck out of it. What integrity does Disney have? As Gary brought up on the Nuna, you guys don't even pay your writers that you owe. I have you no problem with inclusion, but mentioning values of inclusion in in twenty twenty one is a left wing thing to do. Yeah, and because values of inclusion don't mean include inclusion doesn't mean inclusion. No, so I don't even see that word. It doesn't mean including people. It means how do we use people as shields and use people as propaganda, and how how can we get done with our work sooner by just hiring a black or a gay person or you know, whatever other group they want to use, a Latinx person, put them in the cast and we're done because we can't be criticized unless you're a, a Yahtzee. Because yep. the only way to not like us is Yahtzeeism, right? It's BS. 100%. 100 uh, uh I don't see how anyone with common sense of values, the thing that JPEG likes to talk about, could in clear conscience support Star Wars and Disney after this past couple months. I agree. Um, yeah, corporal word salad, fathead druid agreed, and yeah, um, I don't want to support them. I mean, I, I still want to cover them, but I don't think I'll be reviewing anything they do. I'm not reviewing this uh winter soldier crap, I'm not reviewing the um Loki crap, I'm not reviewing what's if, I'm not or what if, I'm not reviewing anything. I'm not gonna review and bring any more attention to it. I will point out the hypocrisy and the news from it, but I don't want to support them. I'm, I'm I much rather give more attention in general to other franchises. I think you know Hollywood has outlived its usefulness, and they're just they're literally lying. And the shareholders are getting on onto it. I think that's kind of the news from it. And they're still you know the shareholders are still they have narratives of their own, or they're just getting narratives. Um, but they're very much aware of what's going on. 
So it's like, okay, the jig is basically almost up on a lot of these companies. How long, man, the fucking all-star game for the NBA was this weekend. And Clay Travis was talking about how much they fell off since their heyday in the 90s. The fact that there were 20 million people watching the all-star game in 1993. I think it was more than that, 23 million people watching in 1993. And right now it's just 5 million. And even with, you know, the coof and everything, you know, the, the NFL still has, you know, a lot more viewers watching the Super Bowl and big events than they did in the 90s, but the, the NBA doesn't. And just seeing that something that was a staple, the NBA with Michael Jordan and Magic and all these, you know, uh, Magic Bird was a staple at one point in, in American society and in culture, and it's not anymore. It's completely yeah. fallen off. This will happen to Hollywood. It's not just can. They've done too much damage. They've they've gone far too far for, to go back. Um, and I think this I is the right. we're watching the beginnings of that. It's going to be de-emphasizing culture. That's why so many of you are here. We love you here. A lot of you are here because you're like me. We like I want to watch something on YouTube, and I rather watch uh I'd rather watch Fireball, rather watch JD, I'd rather watch Nick Wise, I'd rather watch Gary, I'd rather watch anything. But a bunch of woke idiots lie to me in virtual signal. And so, and and also know. like like uh, Grinakuma says, and they have the nerve to call us toxic and lecture us. Yeah, like they have disdain and and no respect for their audience. Like the entire yeah. audience needs to be on their page in order to like enjoy their stuff. Like that's who it's it's designed for. You know their their little social circle. And if you're not in that, then you're and you're intentionally being antagonized. And it's like, I don't want to be antagonized when I'm giving you my money to be entertained. It's yeah, like, you're, you're, you're not owed our money. Yeah, no, you're not. And it's, so it's like, it's it's even worse than like, you know, it's not interesting. It's like, you are intentionally antagonizing your audience. It's like, ugh, ugh, no thank you. Yeah, and real quick, uh, shout out to Eric K. Being the king of mods, he, he said me correct. It's a quote from Goebbels uh, to repeat a lie often enough and it becomes the truth. And I'm not sure if I got that guy's name right, but I was wrong. It was not funny mustache, man. So thank yeah, you for correcting me, Eric K. I appreciate it. Um, Eric K. is the man, as always. Uh, what did you say? The, uh, the Star Wars name will be deemed offensive soon. And it'll be problematic situation among stars. Well, I thought yeah. the, I thought the left likes to bomb everything in the shit. Uh, nowadays. It'll be uh, it'll be star conflict resolution. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this is what they did. They minimized the black actor in their posters in Chinese market. Thank the CCP and Mulan. Uh, don't pay your writers, attack fans, silence female voices. You don't like uh, what a great company. Obviously, uh, with the whole Mulan thing, filming a film near a uh, camp where you concentrate at and being cool with uh, that genocide over there, you know, there's yep. that as well. It's all, um, fine. It's all then, fine and good as long as you can make money on it. Yep. Men have the nerve to call us toxic lecture us. And as Manolo Rivera uh, reminds us, Latin is a masculine versus feminine. And because they're trying to destroy both masculinity and femininity, uh, Latinx is their preferred term, even if that's not yours or anyone with sense. And uh, I seriously hope this is going to wake up some normies. The Corona thing has been in the news a lot. So there's hope. And again, I think normies have woken up. If they're talking about this shit in the fucking um, in the, the investor meetings, investors are talking about it. I know these investors may not. Well, I don't know how many shares they hold. I don't know how much what your shareholder 
level needs to be to be in, in one of these meetings. I'm sure it's not, you know, I'm sure it's more than two shares. So if investors are starting to ask about this, they can't hide from normies anymore. I think well, a lot of this shit they were able to hide. Oh, they're just nerds. Oh, they're just the right wing or they're just this small group. It's not anymore. And I don't think they'll be able to hide. So I think normies are waking up. It's because it's constant. It's ceaseless. You know, it's like you can. I noticed pretty early on, you know, I'm just very I'm very sensitive to that kind of stuff. I can just kind of I don't know, for whatever reason, I'm tuned into that. But like and then you see people kind of like more and more like get on board. But now it's at the point where there is no refuge from it. So you have to notice it. it's impossible if you if you're if you're consuming any of it, you are either aware that it's there. Uh, you you a are fine with it. B are indifferent to it or C don't like it. But you have to be aware of it. It's ever present. Yeah, and and there's a reason it's ever present because they're trying to like they're they're ham fisting this down our throats. Yeah, and they you know they're ham fisting. I may have uh, misappropriate the the origin of that quote, but to tell a lie enough is really the whole premise behind what they're doing. Um, not just in this specific case with Gina, but just in general with a lot of the core principles that they are inherent lies or inherently untrue things that they're just pushing and pushing and pushing like you you brought up when we were covering um forgot the asshole's name but he just talked as if his opinions were facts they just push that shit and spam it and those opinions have been talked like they're facts for so long that people start to think that they're facts yep that's exactly what it is it's like it's like the term racist has to you can only be a racist as you, if you also have power or whatever, whatever that definition is. And like, they just keep regurgitating it, regurgitating it, regurgitating it until like Webster's uh, dictionary, like adhered to them and changed the definition. And it's like, that's not the definition. They just created an argument loophole where they can never be accused of racism. But that doesn't mean like, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Like, just because like you, like it's, it's the complete lack of logic, but they just kept saying it and saying it and saying it. And then it became true. It's just like yeah. absurd absurdity. Yeah. Um. Grant, uh, he says they can always get a Luke War Luke moment uh, to distract the normies back into submission. They've really destroyed everything since that Luke moment. You heard it here first. If you were here, I think Anthropan may be one of the few people. Right after that goddamn Luke moment, I, I I told you it was a trap. I told you it was a trap. I gave it a zero out of ten because I knew they were setting us up for the fall. And every fucking week, literally every week, they've proven me right in that regard. You are hundred percent right. You are way out ahead of that one. And I I, I remember yeah. you coming on. I think it was my channel, or I don't know. We had a conversation about that, and I was like, "Damn, that's a hot mm-hmm. take." And you were hundred percent right. Yeah, it's like, would you go to a restaurant, the waiter would take a dump on your plate, slap you in your face, and then take your money, name you any other industry outside entertainment, would that will work? Unless you're dating Amber Turd, I'm not sure, but Anthroparion says S&M, Granicuma, so there is an industry in which that would work if you're looking. Um, but yeah, that is what it's like. That's exactly what it's like. It's like this disrespect of fans and this entitlement to our attention and money it is disgusting. It's disgusting. It's it's complete lack of respect. That's why that uh, Doomcock quote of "Without respect, we re- we reject" is is so appropriate. 
because that's what it is. I mean, that's what I was talking about on Monday. It was just like it's not it's not that they don't respect you to like they don't respect you so they make they don't make good content. No, they literally don't respect your ability to come to your own conclusions. You yeah, need to be and- told what to think. You need to be reprogrammed into their new utopia world that they're creating. And if you think the wrong things, it's because you're like the wrong type of person. Like you, like you're yeah. really wrong. And it, it doesn't. And, and the 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 race thing, the idea that like, if you're um, black and just not super left leaning, you're a traitor to your race. Like, what the fuck type of shit is that? Yeah. And these, it's like they've they've created this rule set, and they're really pushing it towards society. I remember. Um, Early on, when we were talking about WandaVision, we talked about how, like, the intersectionality was in our own heads. Like, we were watching through their lens. Um, so, yeah. 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 It's wild, man. It's, 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 a, it's a wild world out there. But you know what? Look, fuck it, man. We're, we, you know, we're here saying the truth, and there's people here listening. So, obviously, like, hope is not all lost. It's just yeah. that we're in this situation now, and this is the way it is. But... I mean, I believe I I have hope for the future. I, I have hope for alternative alternative platforms, and I have hope for alternative content, and uh, you know maybe just like a collective like back turning, you know, and then maybe they'll come back in line. I don't know. It's it's frightening to me, especially with the new administration being like seems like they're a hundred percent on board with this. It's I don't know. It's frightening, but we are the people, and we have the power, and we don't have to take this shit lying down. No, we don't. Uh, you're right. It's dangerous to be indifferent, and that's why we're not indifferent. I may be indifferent to the content that Disney produces, as far as as a fan, but no, we are going to keep you know keep our foot foot on their ass because uh, you know this shit has to stop. Um, yeah. You said the pressing to think this uh, will never go away. There is going to be content that isn't woke that's good that's still produced. The human condition is not just going to forget how to make art. It's just not going to come from Hollywood, or if it is, it's going to be a very limited doses. It won't be for a while from Hollywood. That's my opinion. Yeah. And uh, we are going to wrap up here pretty soon. We'll get the last few comments. Uh, things are, uh, thing is, uh, we geeks are only a small part of the audience, but the amount of money we spend on stuff we love is a lot. I don't think normally spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. But here's the thing. Even if we are a small part of the audience, and I think you, I think we're a lot, my lot larger part of the audience than you think. Um, we are at least a part of the audience where the actual groups that they're purporting to go for, which I think is starting to be a myth and a straw man anyway, um, but they're always looking for this new audience that doesn't exist. We actually do spend money on this stuff. We actually care about these products, but this audience that they're supposedly trying to court, um, they don't exist. These people who are on Twitter, who are the definers of our culture, these these woke 20 year olds with like a hundred thousand roommates who can't do anything and are mad at the world who are on twitter all damn day instead of working they get to define our culture uh but we don't so yeah i I also think like nerds like nerds and people with passion move the conversation you know yeah I, I authentically believe that. I think people like Gary Mahler, you know, Doomcock, guys who are like at the helm of the Fandom Menace fest, like fleets. Uh, I think they, they, a lot of people take their cues from them for good reason because they're intelligent, yeah. they're insightful, they're knowledgeable, and they really care. So I think while, yes, like the numbers are few, 
there's powerful voices in in the actual resistance and i, yeah. I think it, it uh it, you know change can come you know i mean there's let's just look yeah. at us i mean just just our existence alone is a indication that there's change because we you know we're just what two dudes not partaking in this yeah. conversation just six eight months ago you know and now we're here doing it every you know every day or you know a few times a week and uh yeah. that that's difference right there that's proof that, that that's there's difference on the on the horizon 100 percent. yeah and uh oh excuse me we are that difference um granted kuma is hopeful for new ips independent creators guys like us yeah youtube japanese media all good stuff yeah well we, we will find good stuff and we will make good stuff um and yeah gary is like the nerd dad he is like the he's the he's the godfather. He's one of the godfathers because all those other guys yeah. also need their names mentioned um, of a, a whole movement. And there's still hundreds, at least hundreds and hundreds of thousands of us. And yeah, those guys are OG ballers. But there's hundreds of thousands of us. Um, I have my meager 300 some odd subs, which is not meager. It's huge to me. You, you're at a thousand. So even us, we're, we were people who were fans of Gary who decided to create our own channels. And now we have our own voice. You know what I mean? And yeah. There are other people in the chat who want to come, come out with channels. Ironcaster has been on my show. Shout out to Ironcaster. Gary's the new Johnny Carson. He kind of is. Friday Night Tice is kind of the, the premiere show for a lot of people. At least me. That's the premiere show me of too. the week. That's the premiere show of the week. Hawk show that like that I listen to like that. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Well, my friend, I got to get going. Yeah. And we've gone two hours, so we we've and we we hit everything. We hit everything we think we wanted to talk about. Yeah, I had, um, we didn't talk uh, Snyder Cut stuff, but oh shit, we sure didn't talk Snyder Cut stuff. Uh, you know, shit. if you oh, wanna, well. I gotta I gotta run, but if you wanna just go solo for a little while on that, that's cool with me. Okay, I could go if you guys want. I can go solo. What I, what I think about the Snyder Cut real quick before you run. What do you think about it? Like the basic when I, when I say what do you think about it? And for those who don't know, uh the Snyder Cut was uploaded in place of Tom and Jerry for a short amount of time and leaked. So you were able to watch the Snyder Cut on HBO Max for about an hour or two. Uh, but there's people because of all the sabotage of the Snyder Cut who think that may have been some nefariousness uh going on with that. What say you about that before you uh get out of here and I'll I don't have like a concrete idea about it, but it's definitely really suspicious to me. Like that raises some, that's, that's very suspicious. I'm just like, why, why, how could that have happened? Like, that's not a kind of thing that happens every once in a while. Like you don't yeah. accidentally click on captain America and like Iron Man comes up or like watch Goodfellas and like some kids show pot. Like I've never heard of that happening one time ever in a streaming service. So the fact that this happens on this like relatively controversial title that's you know basically a fan movement started thing that that makes me ask some questions for sure. I don't know, but that I have some questions. Yeah, and I do too. You know, I think I'll probably wrap up because it looks like everybody else is trying to get out of here, and I understand that as well. Um, real quick, I'll say um Walter Hamada, who's ironically the guy who Cryborg hates, but he said in an interview um, with the LA Times that you know this was a this is a road that leads nowhere. It was clear that he's not positive on the Snyder Cut. So if people high up are not positive on the Snyder Cut, and you know there was think about the fact that they were uh, messing with this guy after what happened with his his daughter, and they were still harassing yeah. him. So there's a real yeah. hatred for this movie. So I definitely think it's plausible. 
that's something nefarious um, is at play. And uh, yeah, that leak is super suspicious. Is WB trying to sabotage it? I don't know. But uh, we will get out of here on that note because and, and leave it to you guys. So let us know in the comments below. Do you think that uh, this is an intentional sabotage? Um, if you haven't subscribed to Fireball Productions, I'm not sure what you're doing. He is uh, link is in the description. So please give my man Fireball a sub. And um, that'll that'll pretty much do it for us. Anything? Uh, any final thoughts before we uh, wrap it up? Yeah, I, I have one more thing to say. Uh, yeah. this is the culture crime fighters. We are a culture crimes task force. So powerful, so far reaching, not even the most dastardly of villains can escape. Our goal is to identify and defeat all culture criminals, wherever they lurk and destroy them for too long. Have these Cretans carried out their nefarious. We'll see for it longer. Beware. You may commit your culture crimes, but if you do justice will be served at the hands of the culture crime fighters. Yeah. Love that outro. Yes, we are fading out Godzillionaire. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Godzillionaire, Granny Kuma, Fahad Druid, Eric K, uh, Islington Girl, um, Femmer was here for a little bit. A bunch of people I can't remember because uh, Eric my head K, Thoth. Yeah, Thoth was here. Thoth, Red Shirt, Jake D, Troy was here, Ironcaster, Manolo, Rivera, Godzillionaire. Huh? What was it? Brightest later? What, what oh, was Brightest that? Day. Brightest Day. And oh, yeah, Brightest by the way, day. it's up to him. He has his own uh, channel, Fathead Drew. Everybody, love you guys. Uh, peace. Peace.